podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Loring, I'm drinking Heineken out of Bond-themed Heineken cans. I, I, I was literally about to say, is that the new Bond? And then realised, well, there'd be some really old cans of beer if it wasn't, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, this was the promotional um, uh, promotional cans for Octopussy. <laughs> How do they taste? Poisty. <laughs> mm. uh, like pussy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, We've got a bit of a bumper show, actually, this week, don't we? Um, it's that time of year where there seems to be an awful lot for us to chat about, uh, week in, week out. So, for some reason, we're going to be reviewing The Grudge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, as Ian says there, we're reviewing the, the latest Grudge, which is like a sequel. It is, yeah. Sequilabot. Sequilabot, sequilabot. Uh, and we're also going to chat the uh, personal history of David Copperfield, and we're going to do some parasite chat, and we have our latest Patreon pick, uh, which is 24-hour party people. Excuse me. Uh, we're probably not going to get a game to anyone if you're watching, because we've got more packed shows, but we'll just have to do a, a big bump of what we've been watching at some point soon. Um, and we're also going to do our end-of-year lists, but we're not going to... We're not going to do like an in-depth, I don't think, uh, end of year list hour. We're going to kind of just sort of mock sort of quickly go through it because fuck it, we've made them. Let's do them. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's anything that crops up in that that we go, oh, that's quite interesting there. We can, we can put that through. So we'll, 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 we'll get to that at some point during the show. Um, 
Ian, is there any news we need to chat about? Or um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's award season, isn't it? So um, yeah. there's it, which is interesting because it kind of feels like no one knows which way the wind is blowing, which is quite exciting. Um, you know, at the moment, legitimately, 1917, um, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, could all win Best Picture. I don't I don't think it's going to be anything else now, but it kind of feels like all three of them could. It, it is. And it's a bit it's a it, it does seem to be a little bit of an odd um, an odd award season in the sense that it, what seems to have happened a little bit is um, I don't want to use horrible, but but, but the, the filmmaking community have seemed to a little bit this year go, no. You know what? We're, we're sick of having a pussyfoot around working out whether or not we're allowed to do this or this or this. And I've gone, could we all, a group of us, decide to kind of enjoy it and celebrate it? For instance, did you see, um, I think it was the uh, SAG Awards. Um, did you see uh, Joaquin Phoenix's speech? Mm. Uh, so Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix is somebody who has famously previously struggled with awards things. He doesn't. He doesn't get it. Um, and he's, he's occasionally been quite prickly about awards season. He doesn't think he should be awarded for art, but has softened as he's got older and can kind of see the the ideas behind it now. Yeah. Um, there. But when he won uh, at SAG, he won Best, best Act, obviously. Um, he basically used it to say how much he admired each other person that, was, uh, that he was up against. Um, and it was just it was it was really quite nice yeah to see somebody going up there and just going you know you're great in this and I've, I've always loved doing this and it's it's that thing of it, it's nice when you watch people who do this for a living and you realize oh yeah they might actually love movies too <laughs> yeah yeah sorry about Nick. Uh, yeah. So yeah so but there's been yeah it, it's been a it, it's it's been an awards season that seems to be they seem to want to get wrapped up and kind of go, right, well, there we go, that, that's, all, that's all done. Can we release the film now? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it does seem, I don't know, maybe it's just that I'm more out of the loop than usual, but it seems strangely muted. Yeah. It's, it's weird because it's so condensed that everything is happening on such a tight schedule that it almost feels like, that's happened and then two days later that's happened and two days later that's happened and it's like it's almost like that which one which one did they make that speech at and which one did they say that thing at and you know the i mean it's i mean fucking hell two weeks time it's over and it's not even it's not even the end of january yet yeah Uh, it's it's still it's still baffling my mind that the oscars are in the two weeks today is it two weeks today? Yeah, it's two weeks today. It's the BAFTAs a week today and the Oscars the week after. Yeah, that's that, that, that's kind of wrecking my head a little bit, to be honest. It's a bit, it, it's really, um, it's really odd that it's that early. Yeah, and I mean, it, it will be, it will be back to normal next year, but it's, I know it's, it's kind of like the film Twitter press are kind of all over the place because usually they would do Sundance then kind of launch into the end of the award season, but they're kind of having to do both this time. Um, so it's like not all the usual ones are going to Sundance and it, it, you know, I mean that that's weird as well. It's like 
Sundance is is on and you could be looking at films that are going to be in awards contention next year. To be fair, I don't think there will be, given that the sound of some of them. The film based on a Twitter thread is blowing my fucking mind. Um, What's that one? It's called Zola, um, which A24 have got. Isn't that a shock? A film based on a Twitter thread, A24 have it. I very much like A24, but for the poster, their logo is literally at the top of the poster. It says A24 Presents. And it is it is a little... Calm down. <laughs> Aren't they the ones responsible for Midsummer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the, um, the, how, um, the, they built Ari Aster, so well done then. We're going to be talking <laughs> about Midsummer later on, uh, by the way, on our list. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> very interesting mm. um yeah it, it's i don't know it does seem a little bit like this year there's certain elements of it where you're going all right i, I, I want to have a bit more fun now i want to get i don't i don't want to i don't want to be told off for liking a certain movie just because <laughs> because other people don't like it it's weird and it's just the day I don't know. There's an element of um, I've I've kind of found myself in a weird way because uh, I've started using Letterbox a lot more. Um, I've used it. I've started actually paying attention to it a little bit more mm. there. Um, and I've developed a new thing where if somebody follows me on Letterbox. Uh, I used to automatically just go back and re-follow them because it's the polite thing to do with something like that. Yeah. Um, but now I've started looking at their, um, you know, where it has the little bar where it puts their average ratings thing, and mm-hmm. the bar's higher for which one of the rated use that rating. And if their ratings are three or below, it, it, it are the higher bars. I'm like, I'm not going to follow you because you, you just don't like movies. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's the same it's, it's just that it's just you just don't like movies. So I, I, I just, I don't care. <laughs> Solid stance. Uh, for, for that, and I don't see, I don't see why. It's basically, it's I, at the moment, I just put that I've watched the film on Letterboxd. I don't actually review it like that. And I am thinking about the idea of, of limiting myself to like twenty word reviews on Letterboxd, something like that. Just something a bit fun. Yeah. Uh, for that, something like that. Um, it has to get fun again. I'm so sick of everyone arguing about everything. Like you could literally, with the exception of like perhaps Little Women. <laughs> there's people moaning about every single best picture nominee yeah yeah i mean i i think parasite has maybe slightly gone a little bit too in the other direction yeah but that's that's fine because it's parasite it's directed by bong joon ho it's south korean and it's good so yeah. i'm i'm kind i'm i'm all right with that but, i think we'll get more into that idea when we actually talk about the film in a way yeah that, into what you're getting now yeah uh, on, on that certainly um trailers none i have uh, literally not watched a single one i have been watching an awful lot of but like making or v type stuff of the new doom game and that's all i've been fucking watching on youtube this week oh that's pretty cool i'm, um, I'm so annoyed that you have not played doom yet i i i i, I promise you i am going to <laughs> I will get through this, what, what has seemed like the longest January in history, and then I will get to it. 
Oh. Um, I think we've watched a couple, haven't we? Yeah, not not huge amounts though. No. Uh, Irresistible. No. Uh, I, I, I I watch it. Um, I'll probably go watch it on like a Wednesday morning at the cinema if it's <laughs> if it's available. Um, just because it looks fun. Who are they calling Irresistible? It was just, but it's it's a bit a John Stewart movie um, with Steve Carell, Mackenzie Davis is in there, Rose Byrne, Rose Byrne lit Steve Carell's face, uh, Chris Cooper. It's where they, um, it's about Steve Carell plays like a, a political, you say he is campaigner, coordinator, coordinator, yeah. Um, who is trying to essentially get a, a moderate Republican to become popular. Uh, and they pick Chris Cooper because he's a Republican, but who also has quite moderate views on things like... He's an ex-Marine who's like got relatively liberal views for an ex-Marine Republican. Yeah, so they decide to try and, to try and sort of use him as being, right, we can get a, a more moderate presence uh, back in the Republican, Republican Party. And... Rose Byrne plays the the opposite of him, doesn't she? <laughs> she plays your archetypal right wing uh, nut job. Uh, yeah, that looks quite interesting. Uh, is there any others that we need to talk about, Bex? Um, that's Bavarian, but oh, if Ian's yeah. not seen it, no, I I meant to catch this the Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots one. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to watch that before the show and I didn't get around to it. Does it look good though? It looks like a Black Mirror episode. Oh, yes, right. it does actually. Yeah, um, that's that's yeah, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, it looks fine. Okay. It it looks. It looks like it's anything more than ninety-four minutes. I'll be bored. I'm I'm looking forward to giving that a sweet three point five on Letterboxd. <laughs> <in the future. laughs> literally, literally, it is. It's what I'll say there is if it's. I would be very surprised if it gets a four on your letterbox. Because mm. I won't be that surprised if you go, it's probably a three. Yeah, yeah. But I'll give okay. it an extra half because it's got uh, uh I mean, I do love the pooter, but she's got some making up to do. Yeah, I've got some making up to do. I don't trust her anymore. I I, I have trust issues with the poots, yes. Um, um, but the thing is, it could be good. The premise sounds quite interesting. It looks relatively, well, no, more it sounds intriguing than it looks intriguing, but it's just a shitty trailer. It's not a good trailer, no. It, it does seem like literally, like, you watch the trailer and went, okay, cool, so that's the whole movie. Mm. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of element of that. So fuck it. Let's do it. We're done with trailers. Let's move it to the first of our films. Are we doing this one first? We are begrudgingly doing this one first. <laughs> uh, so The Grudge is a 2012 movie. Uh, it's not a 2012 movie. It's not a 2012 movie. I've had an odd week with this thing, haven't I? Um, oh, God, Baby Horses. You just explain Baby Horses. No, I'll do it later. I'll save it. I'll save it. Oh, sorry, it's a work thing. You have to introduce it. Oh, oh, God, okay. Um, Your husband told me about your condition, and I'm here to see if I can help. 
Mrs. Matheson, are you all right? Who are you playing with? My friend. And what's your friend's name? Melinda. Melinda? Is she here with us now? What the fuck there? Um, okay, Bax, the grudge. What 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 was the grudge about? Okay, so the grudge is a 2020 um sort of reboot slash sequel to the original grudge series. Um mm-hmm. directed by Nicholas is it Pesci? Pesci, Pesci, yeah, let's go with that. Um sort of notably produced by Sam Raimi, that's been on all the kind of uh, advertising stuff hasn't it yep. um got a, a few recognizable people in there you've got obviously andrew riseborough's in there john cho uh lynn shay who i always get like a little feeling of glee when i see her turn up on screen yep. um jackie weaver demian Beecher, Bash- uh, Bashir, yeah, Bashir, yeah um and betty gilpin um basically dealing with the the curves in the original japanese movies Hopping its way over to America and wreaking havoc. Yeah? I would say. So, yeah, I'd say it, it, it's wreaking some of the havoc. <laughs> it's trying to wreak, wreak havoc. It's trying to wreak havoc. It wreaks something. And your rise for the undercut wreak havoc with your mind. Oh, I don't. I, I will get to the, under, the, the rise for undercut. <laughs> I will get to the fucking rise, bro. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, so, um, who should we go with first? Ian, I'm going to go with you because you think like you need to get something off your chest. Yeah, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate you letting us do this first, because I just want to talk about it and then forget about it. The grudge does reek. Yes, it does. Um, What a fucking piece of shit this is. My word. My word. Um, Just pause a second there. mm. Becky, what did I say to you as we were going down the long escalator after um, we'd seen the grudge? Oh, I can't remember, babe, exactly. It was an eventful night last night at the cinema, wasn't it? Oh, it was an eventful night yes. We'll get to that again, right? <laughs> uh, I might have said to Becky, uh, in fact, I did say the exact words to Becky, I will be surprised if I see a film as bad as that for the rest of this year. <laughs> it, like, and the, I mean, the, the feeling was mutual in the audience because the one kind of interesting thing this film does is right at the end with the... You know, Andrea Riseborough getting fucking killed or possessed or whatever. Shocker. Then it cuts to the outside and it's really peaceful. The credits start with no music and there's no music for a couple minutes. People around me were all just going, that was fucking shit. <laughs> was it? Like, was, was that? That was really bad. That was re- Wasn't it bad? Yeah, it was bad. One girl behind me was getting very confused about the fact there was no music. She was just like, why is it so quiet? And like the, the, the guy in H- with her was just like, I, d- I don't know. I don't know. And so like we, everybody was kind of still sat there because you do kind of half expect something to fucking happen. And then the music started and then she's like, oh yeah okay start the music when everybody's gonna walk out yeah clever and i was and it was just like yeah do you know what it was you kind of were starting with some stupid commentary but 
yeah, yeah, like just fucking why? Just why to any of it? Why? Why the fuck did they bother making it? You got this Nicholas Pesci, Pesky, whatever guy who, you know, people seem to like. Oh, is it that guy? Yeah. And he co-wrote it and directed it. And then it's just this. It's the the key fucking thing I hated about it was at no sense at the point did you ever get a sense that anyone was ever actually going to win against it in the end. It was it was pointless. It was the grudge comes over to that house. Anyone who goes into that house is fucked for 93 minutes. The end. And, and, and you know, it just. It was almost like it was trolling at one point where you had Frankie Faison talking about how he thought that the house was kind of it was comforting that he could see them. And it was like, OK, that's that's interesting. You know, I mean, talking about like it kind of shows that the walls between this world and the afterlife are broken down. OK, nice. And you get like the first happy music for the entire thing. And then the very next scene, it's Jackie Weaver discovering Frankie Faison killed and Lynn Shay chopping her own fucking fingers off. And it's like, and it's just Pesci going like, look how clever I am. You, you know, I, I can make fucking dark shit, can't I? Look how dark it is. Even when I give you some hope, I yank it away. Yeah. All right, then, Nicholas Pesci. But if you're so clever, don't have a fucking scene where a woman who's just been found like it, it like in a house by herself with a fucking rotting corpse husband, freely walking around the hospital. Oh, hi, Mrs. Matheson. Like, literally people <laughs> walking past. Hi, Miss, Mrs. Matheson. Yeah. Bex, and, Bex literally turned around me and said, I'm sorry, during, during the movie, by the way, there was hardly anybody in our screening, and there were the two people who were in it, and basically given up watching it, and we're just having a conversation by this point. Yeah. Uh, Bex turned around me and said, why did they just let her just walk around? She's just murdered her husband. And she's clearly mad. She'd be under more security than that. It just, it's... Oh. She makes a good splat, though. Oh, that, that, I mean, yes, the splat was impressive. The thing is, if, if there was some fun stuff like that, because, you know, in a purely lizard brain sense, watching that splat is like, oh, bloody hell. Have some more of that. But no, you've got this fucking dour nihilistic not i mean fuck off with I, the scene where john show kills barry gilpin betty kilpin fuck off that i mean just like the whole sorry mark i know you want to say something but i've just got to like the whole subplot with like their 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 baby having a um als um and, and then like uh, uh, so yeah there, uh, there you go and then like they have the heartfelt conversation about you know uh, you know I just think about this baby and I love it so much. And he's just like, I'm so happy you said that. And then five minutes later, you've got him fucking murdering her. It just, what? I mean, okay, great. We get it. The film's dark. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. It like, this film can go fuck itself. And Nicholas Pesci is a twat. Fair enough. Well, I I didn't hate it when we came out of it. I I haven't hated it, but then I did I did just watch The Grudge the other night, the the, the proper one, and and I like the mythos behind the stories. Like I, sure. I I like that and the 
the curse lives within the building that the horrible thing happens in and then spreads like a fucking virus. I like that. You were, you were heavily into the the Asian cinema explosion though, weren't you, that happened in the early nineties. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and I think this one, after obviously the the American remake was was really disappointing. Um, it was just really really derivative, and it, this at least tried to do something different. And the obviously it comes back from japan with with her and then it kind of the the roles within her household get kind of gender swapped in that she's the one that does the violent thing and then her husband and daughter are the wife and toshi out of the japanese ones yeah so i quite liked that element of it they were very gory. The husband was very gory, wasn't he? I don't remember them being that gory in the Japanese ones. They were just pale. Mm. Um, but then you've got you've got this whole film where the actual the ghosts themselves don't really hurt anybody. They just possess and then cause the possessed person to hurt. Well, no, that's not true, is it? Because Jackie Weaver. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt her. It scares her into running off the road. Yeah, but then as the camera pans away from the car, there's a big splat of blood that goes up against the window. Oh, I honestly didn't notice that. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, there, there, there is. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. But I don't know. It's just I can kind of see what it's tried to do, and I think I think I've maybe given it more breathing space for being shit than it deserved because I like the stuff behind it. Hmm? Fair enough. No, I mean, yeah, and and I I will say, I think that the construction of the film is interesting. Like, the fact that Andrea Riseborough is kind of like, she's not involved in the case to start with and then she kind of gets drawn into it and it's like examining stuff from years Mm -hmm. before. And like, that's, yeah, all right, fair enough. That's kind of interesting, but... No, just the way the way it goes about it and how derivative it is. Like, there's not a single jump scare there that even slightly got me. And I remember Jew on the Grudge freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> I was sat watching it the other night. You you got sped to it feeling very well, haven't you? Yeah. I was watching it the other night on my own downstairs. And I've gone into the kitchen to get myself a cup of tea, come back into the living room, left the kitchen door open, and then off our kitchen there's like um, French door type things, and they're into yeah. the back garden. Obviously, it was dark in the kitchen and dark outside. And when when she starts fucking clicking her way down the bloody stairs, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't look behind me in case there was something there. And then when it got to a sort of bit more of a breezy bit. I had to get up and shut the door, but, but like without looking through the kitchen, <laughs> it is really scary. Even like even now, even even when it's been parodied and stuff as much as it has, um, and you know obviously it's from from donkeys years ago, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the, uh, uh, oh, I used to be able yeah. to do it really well. That, uh, 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 <laughs> you know, like that's that's great. It's barely in this new one. It's like, I, I don't know. It, it, and again, it's almost like Pesci went, fuck that stuff. I know what's scary. No, you don't. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. 
don't want to jump in front of your bed. Talk, 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 talk. No, that's fine. You can talk about Angry Rice Bros undercut and jumpers now. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, Angie Riseborough is a detective. I, I, like I really like Andrea Riseborough as an actress. I think she's great. You like her for one fucking reason, that's her hair colour. Uh, no, I like her because I think she's really good in a lot of things. Is what? Um, what? What? She's great in Oblivion. Yeah, she is pretty good in Oblivion. Pretty in Oblivion. With Tom Cruise, maybe? Yeah. You're pulling her face to get her tits out, isn't it? No. No. Oh, she doesn't. I'm not just all about boobs, you know. Um, but yeah, I really like Andrew Riseborough. Um, and then, but in this movie, she's a detective who is clearly supposed to be in her, what, mid-30s to early 40s, we'll say, yeah. right? Now, what sort of massive alarm bells for me um, for this movie can I just say before you get into full plot, I knew Ian would have a problem with the pregnant lady getting killed. Oh, yeah. I knew you would have a problem um, with that. <laughs> but it just, it's the fact, I mean, yeah, I have a, I don't know, okay, have, it's just, it's the fact that it's like they've just had this heartfelt stuff about how they've decided to keep the baby. It's just like, come on now, man. Like, just, <laughs> just have her be pregnant. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Sorry. I mean, I'd rather um, I'd rather not pregnant, to be fair. But you know, it just it's such a fucking cheap fuck. Ah, uh, you know, it, 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 yeah. it, it, it's it's just a little bit like it, it's. Really it's not even that. It's a little bit like oh god. It's fucking desperate, is what it is. It's, that's, that's exactly the word. Yeah. Um, so so we we watched. We didn't have it, we'd only watched like an well, we were twenty minutes off the end of the turning when the alarm went off in the thing we were watching it in. <laughs> Literally, really off. So I'll, I'll go to that bit very quickly and we can move on that bit. Watch the turning, which was fine. It, it was fine. It was it was good enough that I want to know what happens in the end. Maybe not quite bad enough that uh, not, not not quite good enough that I am desperate to see what happened at the end. Yeah. Um Literally the lights just, the screen just went off. The lights came off, and this alarm just started beeping. And then we, everyone sort of looked at each other and just went, "That a fire alarm?" And then a voice, recorded voice thing, and just said, uh, "There is an incident. Please leave via the nearest exit." An incident has occurred that requires us to evacuate the building. Please leave via your nearest emergency exit. Yeah. God. It's um, just I, that it was just terrifying. Yeah, so we, we, we left and got out, didn't we? And, uh, and so we were upstairs. Yeah, we seemed to go down the long. So that's well, we went out by the, the fire escape rather than going through the building because we had no idea what was going yeah. on. But of course, the whole place is still under construction because it's part of a big like stadium and shopping plaza and bits like that. Yeah. So we were just going down like this. This it's fully constructed, but it's not like fully painted or anything like that, and it's just got stick-on signs on. We're going downstairs for what seemed to be forever. So when you go in at our cine world, you go up an escalator, don't you? But it's not like a huge, ridiculous escalator. It's a escalator. big escalator. It's long, but it's not. But then when we were going down the stairs, it was, I said to Mark today, it was like being, you know when you're playing the computer game and, and then you're like, hang on a second, the dimensions of this building don't add up properly. Yeah. It was yeah. like that. We, we went further down the stairs than we'd gone up the escalator. I kept thinking that Joseph Gordon and Elaine Page were going to walk past me going the other way at one point. <laughs> in 
Inception. Um, yeah. Did you say Elaine Page? Because that's a different film. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen Page. <laughs> just got the Elaine Page. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just singing memories yeah. together. Uh, it's better than cats. Um, well, Jane Jail can sing and dance. He can. So, right. But my point about the, the, the attorney was one thing that was Mackenzie Davis in it. Um, is wearing a wig, isn't she? Clearly, it's not her real hair. It's a wig. And because of time setting and everything like that, you watch it going, we get it. It's supposed to look a little bit grungy and like Courtney loves hair at the time. Get that, right? Now, they have taken time in that movie to put her in a wig because she would have had the short hair that she had for Terminator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, whether or not it's Andrea Riseborough's own hair that she decides to have a massive undercut going around it or whether it's for a film role theatre role or something that she's done that hair isn't normal for the character she's playing and they couldn't even be asked to put a fucking wig on her no, uh, Mark, I will also point out, when they leave the cafe, the site the thing on the door just says business hours and there are no hours Yeah, it, it's <laughs> that's the care and attention paid. But that that's it. And you've got... The, the, I'm looking at the poster right now, and the poster is the back of Johnny Cho's head with the, the hand thing. Johnny Cho? <laughs> what is wrong? I don't know. Oh, you're going to bed early. I'm very tired. <laughs> <laughs> with the hand Johnny Cho. Yeah, right. Which is, like, which is like an iconic thing from the Grudge movies, yeah. is the weird fucking shower head hand thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Literally blink and you'll fucking miss it. Absolutely. It's literally like Nicholas Pesci has gone, do I have to have that bit in? They've gone, yes, you have to have it. It's like, but I don't think it's scary. It's gone, you've got got to have it in. It's going to be on the post, it's going to be a trailer. You've got to have it there. And he's gone, fine. But it's happened in the first 25 minutes. And and just, basically, it's going to be like a quick, there's going to be no ceremony about it at all. Mm -hmm. And then it was just boring. Yeah, it was. It was really, really boring. And it, it, it makes you look at it and go, right. So the guy was, um, Damien Pitfish here, was, was investigating this, the happenings of the house and the murders. Yeah. Right? But he, he wouldn't go in the house. Right. Yeah, they ne- they never explain that. It's just I yeah. had a feeling. Yeah, no, no, surely, surely, an angry police captain, possibly played by Joey Pants, should have said, "Go in the fucking house, or you're off the case." Right, I'm off the case. Right, cool. Chubby man, you go in the house. It, it, there's just so much that is. Is that what you credited as, Chubby, well, chubby Man? I mean, that, I, that's the only thing you could credit the Chubby Man as. Yeah. It, it was. Oh, what was with the big jumpers? Yeah, that was a weird one. It was. It was. I. I, I said to you, didn't I? After it, I, I kept thinking you were going to explain it as like it was like her dead husband's jumpers and she wore it to feel like he was still close or something. But no, no, they just had a wandering around. In oh no, no. There's blatantly a two and a half hour director's cut here, and Nicholas Pesci really wanted to release where they have that. You said this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah that, that illiterate game coming down the escalator, the massive long escalator. Uh, I, I said to Beck, so that, that it, that there, is, there is a director's cut of this movie where a lot more gets explained because this is a hack job of the highest order. But like, if, it, 
it if it actually turns out that he's like he washes his hands of the film and goes that's not my movie then i take back the twat remark and you know let's have a look at it but yeah it's just the most fucking derivative but really just mean fucking thing it, it, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh. He, uh, Nicholas Pesci wants to uh, do another one. Why? Different parts of the world other than America or Japan and in a different, less contemporary time period compared to the previous movies. Well, so more people can walk into a house but next, uh, but, and die, but this time there's no modern fucking cars about. Yeah, fucking well done. That just, that, that, that strikes a little bit Nicholas Pesci has decided, do you know what? I can be the new grudge guy. I can I can have all these different grudge movies and bits like that. Or Nicholas Pesci has been at home, got a bit baked, watched the third Ginger Snaps movie and gone, hmm, I could do the grudge with that. Fucking, I tell you what, if he wants to make grudge films for the rest of his fucking career, great, because I know what pieces of shit not to watch. Yeah, it's... I mean, I, 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 I'm I'm definitely shit on it. it, it it's I, I was watching going, I, I feel sorry for everybody in this. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. It's a shame because the, the, the performances themselves aren't bad. No, they're um, not. Andrea Riseborough's good in it. Is Demi Bashir the other cop? Yeah. He's good in it. John Shaw's good in it. Lynn Shea's good in it. Jackie Weaver is, is, Jackie is, Weaver's Jackie Weaver, is woefully underused. Yeah. When you've got so. When you've got somebody who can do what Jackie was doing in this, but can literally in a scene turn and be quite chilling and quite um, terrifying, really. Yeah. She's got a real, she's got a, she's a brilliant actress, is Jackie Weaver, but she can do that in a, in a, just a fucking look and then a, a change in her voice. She can do that. And I was thinking she's going to do that at some point. And they don't. They just have a slightly barby old lady. Did it it just her being possessed by one of them because she she was in the house. Yeah, but it 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 does feel like it, it's such an underused cast. Mm. It it just screams of Pesci going. I want to work with these people, and these people go like basically like. They are good actors, but to be fair, they are also jobbing actors. They probably, you know, it's a Sony-backed film. They probably got paid pretty well. You know, like, it, it's, uh, you know, they, they they would have got a better payday from this than the other indie films they've done over the last year, so why not? And this, this is it. It's, nah, it, fucking hell, man. If I see a worse film this year, I'll be fuming. <laughs> yeah, where, where are you with it, Bex? Touching cloth. Are you touching cloth with that? It's not shit for me. I got enough out of it. I like films where a large chunk of it is cop finds out backstory and all this kind of shit comes to light. I like that in a film. So mm. yeah. I, I got you got at least something out of it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, fair play. It's just it re- it really annoyed me, and a film hasn't done that to me in a while. I, and well, actually, my number one worst film of the year that we'll talk about in a bit did, but yeah. 
Cool. Well, before that, I forgot to put out uh, polls today. I thought I had, but I haven't. Uh, before that, um, shall we chat some more positive films? This narrative is far more than mere fiction. I am David Copperfield. I am indeed. It is the true story of the life I was about to lead. Your mama is ill. How old is she? Very ill. Dangerously ill. She's dead. We're very sorry. I do. Uh, the personal history of David Copperfield uh, mm. is written and directed by Armando Iannucci uh, and stars, well, a lot of cast, uh, Deb Patel, Tilda Swinton, Hugh Laurie, Peter Capaldi, Ben Wishaw, Paul Whitehouse, Daily Mate Cooper, Benedict One, Gwendolyn Christie, and a, a lot of that guy from that thing yeah. um, kind of people uh, in there. Um, what is the, the story? It is the, the life of David Copperfield. Yeah. You know, and how he goes from being born into wealth to then going into poverty to then wealth and poverty and the quirky characters he collects along the way. Now, I've not read the book of this. Have you? Yeah, a long, 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 long amount of years ago. Have you, Ian? No. I just, um, it'd be interesting to know how obviously it's heavily adapted but how much of the story is the story in the book mm. yeah I, I mean I, when i say a long time ago i mean like probably 30 years ago yeah i've not seen any of the adaptations or anything yeah um so what did you think bex i really really enjoyed this i really it, it's it's done in such a clever way um him narrating his own kind of life as a child just the little the little sort of quirks that are in it um sort of when he's doing flashbacky type stuff it's it, it's just great and the, the story's good the the cast as a as a whole are great the batshit characters are good um Hugh Laurie's like adorable in it and mm. I'm not normally like a big Hugh Laurie kind of person but he's just like when he when he sort of gives him the idea for kiting like oh my god this is amazing it's just it's just so kind of lovely and touching that it's a, it's a nice Gentle, fun movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much there as well. Actually, I thought it was a bit of a treat. Um, it's it's nice to see Ianucci going for something that is just nice. Um, you know, he, he's after the death of Stalin, which you know, we we talked about not long ago because it was yeah. a, a patron review, it, which is quite. It's a funny film, but it's quite caustic and, um, you know, it, it dark as well. So to see this, you know, PG rated gentle comedy has its moments of drama, but mainly just wants to please its audience. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. Um, what is that deal with the donkey? <laughs> I fucking loved I fucking loved that. Just. <laughs> like that run that running joke and just when he gets into it as well when he's fucking running out banging the saucepan <laughs> you know it, i mean no it's that, that's great um yeah i it, i i mean i i i think that the there's almost too much content for the runtime um it's quite scattershot like it just realizes that it has to wrap up quite a few plot threads towards the end um 
and it feels like if the film were a little bit longer that probably wouldn't have hurt um and I, I i do think that the david agnes kind of romantic thing is not that well done um you know you you get the sparks between them but i you know the way dora is literally written out of the story was odd to me um and i i you know i i, I haven't read the source material but I, I wonder if that was not if that was done more elegantly uh, in the source material, if it was done at all. But saying all that, um, yeah, I, I I thought it was a treat. My audience were into it. Really, like it, it was about half full for an 11 a.m. showing this morning, which was nice. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. And uh, it's kind of a shame that it hasn't seemed to figure too much in award season, because I think Dev Patel would have been good for it. Yeah, I think I, I, I'd echo, but, but I think I was probably less into it than you guys, but I, I was still, um, I found it a, a lot of fun. It, it did get a little bit too scattergun for me um, towards the middle. Um, it's fair. Where, where it was going a little bit too, I, I felt I felt a little bit like I was watching going, right, you've just got too much going on now. Mm, a lot of friends. That, you know, it, I, I was thinking, someone's going to irritate me by saying, Oh, you know, it would have worked better as like a little mini series, and it's like, you can give it, then I want to watch it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, just stick an extra half hour on. I, I, yeah. I would watch this for two and a half hours, no problem. Yeah, that, that's a, that's the thing. I, I, I would, I would quite, you know, quite happily as well. Um, I, I like the fact that all the, um, the characters, the, the characters are very into it. Everyone's, mm. what is it? But nobody's trying to outshine anybody else. Yeah. They're all pretty much kind of on a level. No one's going, right, well, I'm going to go. If, if, if we're all a little bit eccentric and a little bit manic, mm. right, I'm going to go really eccentric and really manic because that will make me stand out. Everyone does the right balance of it all. Mm, which, given certain people that are in this, could have happened quite easily. Yeah, it could have happened quite easily. But it, it also, it, it, it was quite... It was quite a nice film to watch. And I, I completely agree. I thought Jeff Purcell was fantastic. I think Jeff Purcell usually great at things anyway. Mm. But he, I don't know, he, he, he's, he's getting a, a more of a presence and a gravitas to his, yeah. to, to his what is it? He, he seems to be, he, he, he seems to very much be a man who's pretty confident in, in his own acting now. The bit where Hugh Laurie and Peter Capaldi got to play off each other was funny. Yeah. <laughs> accordion. Yeah. yeah. That it, was bits like that were, were really good, but it just, it did feel a little bit like it was going. Um... It's got a lot of weights, this thing. Yeah, it, it, it does. And, and a few too many of them were spinning, and I was going, I just don't care about that. You can you can get rid of that. But they all feed in at the end. They all feed in at the end, but it, it, it did feel a little bit. But, I mean, it, it, it just, in all fairness, the whole bit with his posh mate running away with um emily i think her name was um that it does it does all feed in but it, that is introduced relatively late into the film and i you know it's like could they have maybe either taken that out and focused on other things or just made the film longer um it felt like its focus wasn't necessarily in the right places. Like I thought the, the, the Uriah Heap thread was was well done. 
is kind of laced through the film um but not so much him and agnes not so much that that relationship towards the end um yeah it it, but then again the way it all comes together at the end with like that garden party celebrating his book and just the fact that so many people were in his life and he touched those people and those people touched him it's a really lovely send-off which i think negates my issues with house gun the third act is yeah i I, I could agree with that it it has a it has a satisfactory payoff i would have gotten what is it but it didn't it didn't leave me going uh it, it, didn't, it didn't it managed to grab all the threads at the end um one thing that did bother me a little bit while i was watching it was when you know all these people from these separate parts of his life met up with each other at the end mm. and they all knew each other already that kind of took me out of it a little bit yeah there was a little bit of that yeah when like, well, um, Peg, pegarty yeah um comes in and they're in london they're looking for for em <laughs> and she's like oh hi Peter Capaldi's character, hi Hugh Laurie's character, and like they would have not met each other. You might have met Hugh Laurie's character. I mean, there's there's an element of artifice about the whole thing, though, oh, yeah. isn't there? Oh, yeah. So just like I, I kind of I will throw it a bone for all the characters who are connected with him, just kind of almost instinctively knowing each other. Mm. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying it bothered me, bothered me, but it was the one bit that kind of made me go. Yeah. <laughs> she does appear she does appear out of fucking nowhere as well though yeah she does the Dora thing that you said about I actually quite like that cause where she started off like write me out of the story and then she sort of has this moment of self-awareness of like no this this isn't right write me out of your story like meaning out of his life and I actually quite like that the one thing that bothered me about Dora was the fact that it was the same actress playing her and his mother that weirded me out a bit oh fucking hell it was so you're the same actress that played i just thought they looked really alike no it 100 percent is yeah she um she was in his dark materials lately as well she's been she's been popping up in a few things it kind of feels like in a few year years time she's going to be a carrie mulligan or something it, like but yeah uh, that's yeah, that's really disconcerting, actually, isn't it? It's a bit weird, isn't it? I mean, I know there's this whole kind of, the whole principle of, like, the the the, the important woman in his life that he lost and blah, 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 and he's replacing her or whatever. I, 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 some like, kind of weird Freudian shit, I don't know. Is it Freudian? Yeah. Yeah. Oedipal, that's it. But, like... I don't think it's quite Oedipal. Maybe. I don't think it's quite Oedipal. Maybe not to fuck it either. I don't think it's fair, but... But, yeah, it was an odd choice to have that, because it was never made anything of. No. But, yeah, no, I, 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 I really quite, quite, was quite taken with it. it, it it's a fun, it, it's a fun two hours. Mm. But I was watching going, it's an awful lot of two hours. I'm back with. Yeah. There's a lot in there. There is a lot. Don't have to get bored. No, still no bored, just a little bit... Mm. I I, I will say it felt two hours to me, but not that it was long, just that it was dense. It was like one of the heavy cakes. (laughs) 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 Yeah. um, There's so many funny bits in it, like 
when you think back over it, there's so many really good bits. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not shit on it. Oh, yeah, definitely Just the whole thing with uh, Benedict Wong trying to get the wine and just kind of like looking at it, looking at it, it goes away. And then Hugh Laurie just fucking like steams in and just opens it up. It's brilliant. <laughs> It was actually the bit was was the 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 the, the, uh, the housekeeper uh, Jenny just trying to wheel it out, <laughs> and it's just rattling as she drag it out. It was one of the best kind of visual gags in the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun. Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind the scenes, access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's Untapped podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night. On the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the J-Strom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. Is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset. You can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows, and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews, news, and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around. He will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. Sorry, Lottie just came up to deliver me chocolate buttons. Nice. And now she's getting me a beer. I expect to get invoiced by Donna shortly. <laughs> Did you settle the previous one? And that goes into her Disneyland account or something, doesn't it? No, it was settled in um, Loving. I don't know. That was weird. That TV. That TV went off. Um, yes, so, lists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's oh, do let's it. do it. Let's do lists. Yeah. So we've, got, we've, done, we've done two movies. We've got two movies left to do. It seems like the appropriate place to do it. It does. So, <coughs> Are we just rattling unless we've got specific shit to say? Uh, yeah. I, I, I would, yeah, I, I would say that. I would say we each do our tens to... 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Yeah. Then, um, Thank we'll you, Lissola. Uh, Can you pop this in the recycling for me? Surprises. And the other one. Um, actually, yep, sorry, guys, two ticks. I'm just going to drink this, and then Lottie can put it in the recycling. Yeah. And then we'll do 5, 4, 3, 2. Yeah. Then we'll do our worst, and then we'll do our favourite. Okay. I'm washing Okay. Do you want to that? Yeah. Oh, that's all good. Right, uh, so who wants to who wants to go first? 
what what list uh, sorry what list are we doing first uh, we're going to do, um, do 10 through 6 of best and then then what we're 10 through 6 of best then we'll do surprises and disappointments then we'll do 5 to 2's worse and then we'll do all the random ones okay cool uh, well I'm have to go first go first then. okay so uh, my number 10 was Parasite alright which obviously we'll talk to yeah. talk about later my number 9 was John Wick 3 Yep. Uh, my number eight was the gift that keeps on giving, knives out. Um, my number seven was the Irishman, and my number six was Star Wars. Which I know you don't agree with Star Wars being higher than the Irishman, but I got more out of it. I did. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, you did the other day, and then you were like, actually, yeah, maybe for you, and looked really disappointed in me. No, no, you said, you said. <laughs> Can I really put uh, Star Wars above The Irishman? And I said, no. And, I th- and then I said, but then again, you did see it twice at cinema and you did enjoy it, so you could, yes. <laughs> I think that was what I actually said. <laughs> Ian, what is your 10 to 6? Um, so my number 10 is uh, Joker. Uh, my number 9 is Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, my number 8, Uncut Gems. My number 7, The Farewell. And uh, my number 6 is Burning. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, I bet you're mad with that. Probably a good idea. I thought I'd ask somebody to do something else, then I thought, oh, probably do mine. Uh, my number 10 is Doctor Sleep. Uh, my number 9 is Just Mercy. Uh, my number 8 is... A 2020 movie. I saw it before I made my list. Mm. Uh, my number 8 is Under the Silver Lake. <laughs> nice. My number 7 is Dragged Across Concrete. Uh... That could go up on future viewings, to be honest. And my number uh, six is Ad Astra. Okay. Nice. Uh, Becky, what were your disappointments? Okay, so these aren't necessarily films that I think are bad. Yeah, they're just, they're just films that you disappointed. Yeah. Um, Endgame. This is, is in no particular order. Wow. I can't. Put it harder. No, because I don't know. It's it's fluffy. Um. All right, okay. Endgame. Number five. He's not number five. Fuck off. Endgame. Us. Little monsters. Um. Oh God, I can't remember what that stands for. Lucia. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. And Guava Island. Very, very disappointment. Yeah. Ian, what were your disappointments? Not entirely sure Guava Island's a film. How long is it? I don't know. 74 minutes. All right, I'll give you it. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Yeah, you're Ian. welcome. <laughs> what were your disappointments? Uh, my number five was High Life. Um, Robert Pattinson in space with sex crazed Juliette Binoche should have been. Yeah, I, I, sh- I, 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 I didn't know that was that movie, and now I want to watch it now. <laughs> I don't know that was that movie. I don't know. It's like a sex box thing. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. You, yeah. To be fair, you need to see highlights. Probably off your street. That's why I didn't understand why you weren't more keen for it. 
anywhere. <laughs> no, no, it's actually, yeah. Now, yeah, that, yeah. I think it is called the Sex Box or something like that. Yeah, you need to, you need to see High Life, Mark. Yeah, I'm going to watch that this week now. I think <laughs> it's. I mean, I, I, again, I, I, I actually didn't think it was a bad film. It's just that fucking log line should really be filmed with the fucking century. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's not. So there you go. Uh, number four, most disappointing, uh, Gemini Man. Um, you know, like, it, I was almost, like, thinking almost future of action cinema shit with, with this, like, in concept, not necessarily marketing. And then it was just a very run-of-the-mill action film with some fucking awful CG at the end of it and seeing it in high frame rate was disconcerting. I kind of want to give it another go though. That's, but yeah, my number three glass, um, just he, he, he should have, he should have kept it in the fuck in the oven a bit longer. Um, cause unbreakable is great. I really like split glass just kind of felt like M. Night Shyamalan saying that he's really smart and he knew what comic books were before everybody else did um my number two Rambo Last Blood sorry Mark um yeah I no I'll leave it there (laughs) and my um my number one most disappointing Triple Frontier that cast that director and you made that film Right, well, I feel like I need to explain my most disappointing now because I just rattled through them. Um, okay, so Guava Island, it's just... It's not a movie. It's just... I know it is a movie, but it's not a movie. It's just crap, and given that it had Rihanna and... and... Shit, I forgot his name. Danny Glover. No, Donald Glover. In it. It'd be better if it was Rihanna and Danny Glover. (laughs) I I was quite excited for them. I thought it could be quite interesting, but it wasn't. Extremely wicked, shockingly even vile. It's just so shallow. It's it's just all surface. Um, little monsters. The premise should have been better. Um, us. When you're gonna release a trailer that's that fucking good and that creepy, you can't then not make the film live up to that. It just it just wasn't as good as I expected it to be. And Endgame wasn't as good as. Infinity War. That should have been the best one. It should have worked up to Endgame instead of working up to Infinity War and then dropping. That's it. Yeah, I can see a point on that. Um, my disappointments number five, the report. It, it, it felt like a TV movie. Like, it's fine, but you could have had a four or five out of star, five star movie there and you made a three star movie. Mm. Um, the two, but two, three, two, two, number four. Wounds. Um, that one, innit? Yeah. With the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really great poster. God, it was a great movie. Uh, number three, It Chapter Two. Oh. It's too long. And it's not that good. It's not a bad shout, that, actually, yeah. Um, number two, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, Incredibly Vile. Um, really great performance um, from... Um, David Lee, but the rest of the cast do seem a little bit like children playing dress up. Mm. Um, and my number one 
that might shock you <laughs> on this one. Rambo the Last Blood. Okay. All right. I liked it. But I, I, I just I just get the thing that that they could have made a, a, a different, better movie to be that last character's last one. I'm fine with it, but it's not perfect. And you could have made a, you could have had a perfect send-off. Mm. It even needs to be a better movie. You could have just had a better send-off, I think, for that character. Mm. Uh, for that there. So yes, that was my, what is it, different disappointment there. So, uh, Bex, surprises. Um, okay, so on, I'm going to try and do these five through one. So the gentleman was a surprise for me because I I didn't like the trailer. I'm not a big fan of Guy Ritchie, and it was a really fucking good time. Apart from the fact that you like most Guy Ritchie movies, there's never any urge to rewatch them. They're, they're fine. They're they're just. So you enjoy when you watch them. Yeah. You enjoy King Arthur. You enjoy Magic Mumcock. Yeah, King Arthur. I mean, I mean, like he's snatch and it is London gangster. Yeah, that's fair. Which is what this is. Um, so I, I, I wasn't expecting to like the gentleman, and I really, really did. Um, blinded by the light. I expected to like the music, but I didn't expect the story to be what it was and as good as it was, and and as kind of touching, warm and fuzzy as it was. Um, uh, da, 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 da. the laundromat. A lot more interesting than a film about insurance should be. Yeah. Um, Detective Pikachu, because <laughs> it's a film about fucking Pokemon, but it's awesome. You see, I, I, I contemplated having that in my surprises, and then went, actually, no, I can't. That is Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. I was always, and the Pikachu's a detective. There's no way I wasn't going to like that movie. <laughs> It was better than it deserved to be, though. Um, and then the Banana Splits movie. You really liked that? I really yeah. liked the Banana Splits movie, yeah. I thought it was really good fun. And again, it looked fucking awful from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> Best player. Ian, what were your biggest surprises? Uh, my number five, uh, Doctor Sleep. Um, just because I was surprised how much I did like it. You know, it, um, it was close to my top ten at the end of the year um and was actually in my top 100 of the uh, the decade you know it was number 100 so um yeah i really like not to sleep i'm very intrigued to watch the three hour director's cut oh yes and, yeah, yeah. that's it, it, not confirmed it's going to be the uk one you can buy it on itunes and it oh no it's pre pre-order isn't it yeah it could be yeah yeah it's I, I, I think it will be on the uk one well, um Flanagan, Flanagan has said um Said, I think he said, as it stands, that there'll be nothing, uh, there will be no change between the UK release and the US release as it stands. No, that makes sense. Huh? When is it released? It should be in the next few weeks because Joker comes out on iTunes tomorrow. (gasps) And Doctor Sleep was only about three weeks after that in the cinema. So it shouldn't be too long. If it's before or while we're on holiday, mm-hmm. can we get it and watch the three-hour director's version from the hot tub? I mean, I've got to watch that in the hot tub. <laughs> you can watch it in the cabin. The way it was meant to be seen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Pre-order just says pre-order. There's no yeah. specific. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I reckon it'll be in the next few oh, weeks. The, the, what is it? It is just say the director's cut.
Oh, I thought, I thought I didn't need to eat those two. No, I thought I checked, but it does say with pre-orders that content is subject to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Go on, Ian, sorry. sorry. Yeah, uh, my number four, uh, Motherless Brooklyn. Um, yeah, I mean, like, th- this is kind of before you guys talked about it, just because it kind of sank without a trace in the US. It went nowhere. And I'd heard some podcasters just mention how rubbish they thought it was and it wasn't it's really fucking good uh yeah marvelous brooklyn number three is uh klaus uh the netflix animated film about santa claus which uh won uh the best film at the annie awards uh over the last few days which is like basically the animation industry's big awards um and nominated for best animated feature i think it's got a shot bloody beautiful film is klaus my number two is murder mystery um because that film is fucking fun and how is it (laughs) yeah i agree on that one yeah uh i believe a sequel is in the works and i'm really looking forward to it and my number one is don't let go uh the david oyelowo um starring um time shifting uh kind of uh, sci-fi thriller which uh, I think came out on iTunes last week um, it's it's really weird that the genre press didn't get behind it um, you know it was made for fuck all money grossed not an awful lot but I thought it was a really fucking interesting piece of work um, which I, I think people are going to come round to in the next few years and I'm just saying I was there first. So, yeah, don't let go. It, it's it's cracking. Cool. I'll do my surprises then. Um, my number five, um, Joel Mate is my name. Uh, there is number five because I, I was surprised that Eddie Murphy can still do it. I'm also very no. glad that Eddie Murphy can still do it. Yeah. And it's making me look at, yeah, it might be not until December, but I am very much looking forward to coming to America too. Not coming to America too, it's just coming to America. Oh, that's even better than that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, number four, Rocket Man. Uh, because, yeah, it, it's a really, really good movie. And after how painfully dull the other one was the year before, I was a bit worried. The film that shall not be known. Yes. Number three, uh, Midnight. Uh, John hmm. Hill writes and directs a midnight skateboarding movie. Yep, I was quite surprised that that was as good as it was. <laughs> Trouble in my top ten, to be honest. Uh, number two, Hustlers, because I didn't expect a JLo movie to be that good. <laughs> uh, and number one, uh, Long Shot. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, again was very close to my top ten. Uh, Long Shot. Um, and. It surprised me it's there because it managed to show Charlize Theron as being an actual human. Instead of an evil robot. With, 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 with real emotions. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Longshot. It's a really clever, really good movie. I rewatched it the other day and it is, it, it's an awful lot of fun, but actually manages to get over, um, not messages, but it basically tells a lot of people, just calm the fuck down. It's a bit, women, you'll be happier if you just lower your standards and go out with fat, ugly guys, though. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. 
It's not, but if that's a message that gets out there, then I'm fine with it going out there. Um, cool, yeah, so uh, Bex, do you want to give us your five to two? Five to two. 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 You're in a bit of a funny order because I reordered re- them. <laughs> them. Not funny, ha ha. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, number five is Doctor Sleep. I expected this to be good anyway. Um, didn't expect it to be as good as it was, but I, I really liked how they managed to make both an adaptation of the book and, um, and a sequel to the. Kubrick movie at the same time that worked. It was it was just really, really, really fucking well done. Um number leave my shit alone. Number four, Jojo Rabbit. Um we discussed this last week, I won't go into it again, but I really, really like Jojo Rabbit. Number three, Rocket Man. Um was a bit concerned that it wouldn't hold up on rewatch, and then we rewatched it and Similar to when we saw it in cinema, I laughed, I cried. It, it's just really fucking like it's just, it feels really cathartic to watch. I, I it's, it's brilliant, it's Rocket Man. And again, like you said, with the other adaptation that was done previously, it was a bit like, oh shit, is this going to be bad as well? But it wasn't, so that's great. Uh, number two, da, 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 Motherless Brooklyn. No, hang on. Yeah, number two, Motherless Brooklyn. Um, just a fantastic fucking film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Ian, what's your five to choose? Uh, my number five is Marriage Story. My number four, those damn little women that you still haven't seen. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, The Irishman and... Uh, I've had a little bit of a swap around from my best of decade list. No, my, 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 my number two is if Beale Street could talk. Cool. Was that a 2019 movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah very early in 2019. Um, in fact, I think I think we literally it came out the week after we did our list last year. Yeah. It, yeah. I think I. Yeah, I saw it like the last week of January. So yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, my number five is the John Wick 3. Uh, my number four is Motherless Brooklyn. My number three is Joker. And my number two is The Irishman. Good stuff. I have a feeling that we might all have the same number one. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Bex, what's your worst? Have you done five or ten? I've only done five because I struggled to get to five worst movies. Which I, I I really quite like that I struggled to get yeah, 25. Yeah, I, I had about six or seven and was struggling to get to the ten that I thought we had to do. They do six and seven. I didn't, I've got rid of them. Well, they're gone. They've gone. They've literally just gone. They, they're on, I've got, I have a page which is my working and then a page which is my list. Um, so my number five is Dark Phoenix. It's just shit. Yeah, Dark Phoenix, yeah. It's just... um, <laughs> I literally have got eggs listening to that shit. Well, these might actually be in order, as is. Um, and number four is Glass. Yep. We like Split, so I wasn't disappointed by Glass because I fully expected it to be awful. But the James McAvoy character is horrific to watch on screen. I quite like Split. Um, number three, Midsummer. Yes. Just, just terrible. Number two is Cats. Yep. Just terrible. What <laughs> can say about any of these? And then number one is Black Christmas, which is just a heinous piece of 
shit. Disrespectful, heinous piece of shit. <laughs> Ian, what are your bottom worst movies? How many have you done? Uh, yeah, I've got ten. Go on, give us your ten. Uh, my number 10 is Midsummer because, of course, it was going to be in there. Uh, my number nine is The Dead Don't Die because Mark's a fucking idiot. Uh, my number eight is Polar, the um, Mads Mikkelsen Netflix thing that was just like a really fucking garish comic booky bollock. Yeah. Uh, my number seven was Michael Bay's Six Underground because even though that first 10, 15 minutes is fucking ace, the remaining two hours is shit. Uh, my number six is Wounds. Um, yeah, like the last shot of that film is like, wow, this could be a really interesting last 15 minutes or so, and then it ends. <laughs> yeah. um, my number five. Oh, well, I never was there ever. A cat so clever as magical Mr. Mistopheles. McCavity! Cats. I would have thought that would have been in your most disappointing. I was quite surprised. The it thing is, mm. you, no, ah, well, I was running by the rule that we're not allowed to have duplication. We're yeah. not allowed to now. Yeah. So, is it worse? Is it disappointing? To be fair, it's in worst. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was disappointing, but I also knew it was going to be shit. <laughs> so you know, uh, but. The thing is with Cats, it's already getting a bit of a life playing midnight shows. And I could see that if you just edited out that five minute long bit where they're all dancing around in the Jellicle Ball, then I could see how that could be a good midnight film. But yeah, Cats, I'll buy it on 4K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four is The Curse of La Llorona, Um, which I don't... You guys didn't get to, did you? No. Or did you? No. We were going to review it, and then something uh, something happened. Um, the priest character in it is fucking brilliant. The rest of it is anti-good. <laughs> anti-good. Uh, my number three is IO, uh, Netflix original from way early on in the year, uh, where it's uh, Margaret Qualey and Anthony Mackie. She thinks she's like the only person on the planet, but yeah. Anthony Mackie's there as well. Like, just boring, turgid yeah. fucking thing. It's really boring. Yeah. Uh, my number two, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. That film's a piece of shit. Um. Yes, Zephron is all right, but that's not a film that needed to be made. Um, and my number one is Black Christmas. Um, that film is not good in any way, shape or form whatsoever. It's trading on the center, like on a, a very well-known sentiments on social media and is trying to make money out of it. Um, it's written and directed by women, which makes me even more angry because this is only going to further delay the coming tide, which should sweep us all. Um, it's not very good. It literally, as we said in the review, 
it feels like they knocked up a draft and just put it into production. Incredibly tight turnaround. And oh my, does it show. Uh, awful film. Uh, yeah, my minus five then. Uh, number five, Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> That's fair. It's shit. Um, number four, Elite Battle Angel. Shit. Number three, Glass. Shit. Number two, Black Christmas. Because everything in has just said everything you said. And number one, Cat. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it is a, a film absolutely dripping in its own arrogance. Yeah. <laughs> that they could actually do that. Every single one of them. The only person who has possibly come out of it mildly unscathed so far is Taylor Swift because she's basically refused to acknowledge that it even fucking happened. I and love that. Yeah, it, it, that, that would cause what is it, which is to be, I was in it, but I shall say nothing about it and I shall never sing the song, is better than the Jason fucking Derulo defending it thing it's like no jason it's indefensible and you can't <laughs> sing you creepy fucking weirdo right at all the james corden defense of yeah i've heard it's a bit shit but i've not actually seen it myself i'll bet you cash the check though have you oh and by the way gavin and stacy gavin and stacy gavin and stacy gavin and stacy don't think about cats gavin and stacy gavin and stacy yeah uh, so yeah it, it it's just horrendous it should be the final movie that Tommy ever gets to make. Sadly, it won't be, because he'll do some pompous costume drama next that people will go, oh, he's back. And it's like, oh, can't you fuck off again? <laughs> um, because he's a TV director. If, uh, a it, good one. Frankly, if it was directed by a woman, she would never work in the industry again. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's true. It, it is. It, it's... It's just terrible. And it, it, I, I hope to God this finally puts pace one of the most irritating fucking things that comes out about films where people seem to think that, that if a film is ambitious, but shit, at least it was ambitious. No, it was shit. No, because it's already, like Ian said, it's already getting legs. It's already, it's, it's, oh, it's I, a pre manufactured. No, no, but no, it's not a pre-manufactured cult classic. They tried to make a prestige film they did. To, win off, to, to win awards, and it didn't work, so they pivoted quickly. Clever marketing has pivoted that quickly. They've made a bit of a decent fit out of a terrible piece of shit. Yeah, but it's an right? organic cult classic, is it? No, but, but I, don't, I, I don't think it'll be a cult classic. It'll burn out after what is it. Mm. It's just, it, it, it is more proof that that is happening is more proof that this is why we can't have nice things. So when people get shouted at, for instance, I saw a, a tweet thread about somebody having a shit flit about saying, um, oh, I can't believe that the Joker made this that much money, yet A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood has made hardly anything. This is why we can't just have nice movies. It's like, no, 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 no. People go to see Cats out of curiosity, like we did, to see how bad it is, and then people go to see it at midnight screenings and things like that, that is the reason why we can't have those things. I'm so psyched for Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, 
So yeah, that, that was my, my worst pub of the year. It's an absolute bottle piece of shit. Um, I, 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 I think Adam Alonso are all the same, aren't they? Mine and yours are. Can't see Ainsley. I'd be very surprised if this doesn't crop up. Becky, what is yours? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Ian, what's yours? Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> Mark, what's yours? Once upon a time in Hollywood. It did overtake the Irishman. Yeah, yeah. It's everything you just love about being entertained by a film. Mm. It is. It, it, it's um, the because I did have a few points I wanted to make about it because I said we rewatched watched it. Um, it doesn't feel like a nearly three hour movie. No, it really doesn't. Um, it's it's really quite funny, quite touching. I think DiCaprio's performance has gone a little bit underappreciated. I think he's been overshadowed by Brad Pitt, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, the films, the Amatic Sensory, make better sense on the second watch. Really strong, four-legged female character. But Really strong, four-legged female character. The dog. Oh, the dog. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that took a real while. It took a real while. I think you maybe need, like, a Barocca. I think you need a couple of Barocca's, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah the, just the whole, is it, as well, the, the violent punchy ending bit didn't seem as violent on rewatch. It still seemed violent, but it didn't seem violent as, uh, as he, violent on rewatch. He's pre-punchy. Didn't he slam one of his faces up by a stone fireplace? Yeah, but the fact that he's grinning and laughing while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, it's an and absolute treat. Yeah, the flamethrower. <laughs> it's the conversation. That's the thing. Is People will focus on the violence and everything like that. The violence is, is actually really minimal mm. in, in, in this movie. Uh, but before that, you get the ridiculousness of him coming out with the margarita thing, still in the fucking jug, just kind of drinking from it. And essentially, just trying to get the fuck off is, is what is it? Yeah. And then. And the bit after when he's saying about the flamethrower, he's like, oh, but the one from bar? Yeah, 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 we've still got it. Fucking <laughs> somehow, thank God. <laughs> and then people say, uh, and then just uh, again, it's the part of it is just the whole. We should be allowed to just sit back as as, as film fans and be allowed to luxuriate in, in the, the fact that that got made, the fact that you have a filmmaker, be it male, female, um, whatever creed or race or anything they come from that has the the balls and the movie intelligence to be able to go do you know what movies aren't set in the real world but why do we have to work within the real world of history i like, I, I like that he just goes nah i don't like that that panned out that way so it's not happening that way in my movie yeah no and it, cause he, he, she's he, gonna live and Hitler's gonna die. He was posed that question of, of is this a bit like you saving, um, you know, you being a, a, a white male filmmaker saving, um, you know, someone, you know, your your crush of the time. He's like, no, just 
it was a big thing at the time. You know, it, it was a big thing. And I, when I started writing it, I just thought, no, she's not dying in my in, in my universe that I have for my films. No, she's still alive. But it is. It, it, it's. I think the fact that 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 what's going on in Hollywood is so good that people have struggled a little to bit criticize to criticise it. Mm. They tried with the what's it thing, didn't they? Bruce. What Sharon Tate? Bruce Lee. The Bruce. Lee. Oh well, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the Bruce Lee thing too. Yeah. The Sharon Tate thing. I, I don't really get the. The criticism she does as a character, what she's there to do, she's not the main focus of the film. I, 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 I'm, I'm, is very good when she's in it. She is, but she's, you know, it, the fact that it's not a bigger part. It's not about Sharon Tate. It's not a movie about Sharon Tate. No. It's a movie about the guy that lives next door to her, if anything. Yeah. And he's met. Yeah. I, I just their relationship in it is just great. Oh, it's so good. The fact that that they're just they're just good buddies. They're just what good friends. They're, what is it they're watching on TV that night? Crime scene or something? Uh, FBI law. FBI law, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it's like that, that where he's like, uh, do you want to come in and watch my, I'm on the FBI law? No, I just thought we would And be. he's like, I've like, got six foot on a pizza. So I just thought we would be. And it's just, even when he has to say, to him, look, you're fired, you have to feel like that they're still going to be mates. So he's probably still going to do all the stuff for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. He's just not going to get paid for it. It's just an absolute joy. It is, yeah. Anything you want to add, Ian? No, no, no. Perfect. Right. Parasite. Lists done. List done, yeah. Parasite. Uh, it, it, just to say, if anybody wants to uh, listen to more of doing lists, uh, our Patreon, £2, $2, sorry, $2 a month, uh, and you can listen to us do our full, what was it, three hours long, was it? There's three and a half hours. Three and a half hour long show of us uh, doing our top 100 of the decade. There's also Ian's Guide to Bondage on there. Uh, once we get our laptop thing sorted out, we are going to have the erotic adventures of uh, Mark and Becky out there, aren't we? Uh, you've got a podcast that you're going to be doing coming up, haven't you? Uh, what, the cat bus one? Oh, the, there's that, that a new one that you have. Full cat bus. Oh, yeah, I need to speak to her then. Yeah. Yeah. So a possible podcast where Becky might be joined by a guest. <laughs> um, okay. I'm excited about Full Cat Bus, though. I'm, I'm super psyched for that. I'll drop in. Oh, yeah. So do, do, do they all drop the same day? I thought they dropped on no, seven, 7 Feb 1st, 7 whatever the next one is, March 1st, and then 7 April 1st. Yeah, I love that, yeah. Uh, cool. Right, so um, Parasite. Um Dates by um, Bong Joon-ho and starring some people whose names are about to get butchered. Um, Song Kang-ho, Lee Sung-hyun, Chow Young-jong, Choi Woo-seek and Park So-dam. Your face, you look so proud of you. I am well proud of myself about that. <laughs> Our six Asian listeners are there going, that was nowhere wrong, you just insulted my entire country. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so it's centered on the uh, the Kim family who are down their luck, shall we say? Yeah. Um, they're not having a great time. They're not having a great time. It people keep on peeing up against their window. Um, 
they are making money by any means necessary, including folding pizza boxes. Uh, and then um, the, what's his name? Um, Kim, the uh, son, uh, gets a chance to tutor uh, a girl. Uh, his friend is currently tutoring, uh, but his friend is going away for the summer, I think it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so he says, you can come in and, and tutor while I'm away. And then whilst that happens, uh, he starts figuring out ways for him to get the rest of his family employed by his family. And then more things happen that we'll get into while we're into the movie. It doesn't start as a cynical thing as such, does it? It very quickly becomes a cynical thing. It very quickly does, but when it's like with his sister, it's... Oh, yeah, that, but then when they start getting other people fired, yes, what is yeah. it? Uh, remember, guys, we are all spoilers all the time, so if you haven't seen Parasite uh, and are wanting to see it, I definitely would suggest uh, skipping past this with you, just because there are bits of it that I think... You, you, you won't want you to. Go you want to go in blind. You want to go in blind, yeah. Yeah. Can I ask one thing, though? So we're in the guys we are all, all, all the time. Ian, you because I, I literally knew nothing about this going in. Yeah. Uh, Ian, you said you knew about the twist. You said you'd been spoiled. You've been spoiled. Was it spoiled? Which bit was spoiled for you? Uh, I knew that there was someone in the basement sending right. messages by Morse code. I, 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 I thought that's what um, it, it was going to be. But, uh, so Ian, um, Parasite, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so even though I knew that, there was still plenty of, what the fuck is actually going on here? Like, I didn't know who was in the basement. I didn't know what the context was. Um, so, and I don't know, but this is the thing. I think Parasite is really, really, really good. It's really, really good. And I wish it all the luck in the the world in the next couple of weeks. I would not begrudge it winning Best Director, Best Picture, Best Editing, all of these things. You know, absolutely, yes. My issue with it, is that I think as a one watch, like first time watch, it's going to be wow. Second time watch, I wonder. Um, I'm really keen to watch it again because it, it, it's always different with, with, a, with a film with a, a big twist, watching it the second time. It's always, I think you get different things out of it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that that's true, but the... I think the the metaphor of the film, the way it's so literal, um, it just... I'm not entirely sure it's as smart as, as, as the, the, the real fans of the film seem to be making it out to be. Um... And I wouldn't say it's Bong Joon-ho's best film. No. no. I, w- I was ready to be floored by it, given the fact that it's gotten just so far as it has in awards season. But now I would just have to say that the distributor in the US, Neon, have done an incredible job 
with the marketing campaign, which has then bled through to the BAFTA and whatnot. Um, and I kind of wish that they were around when Snowpiercer came out uh, or when Mother came out or even yeah. when Memories of Murder came out. That, that's, it, that's it. It's... Do you want to go next? What do you think? No, you go. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm the same. I, I, I really enjoyed Parasite. It, it, it's very good. Um, it, it doesn't even really suffer from the, the thing that often Korean movies can suffer from, where they're a little bit too long. This is, mm. this is plus two hours. But I, I think it's all right with the plus two hours on it. It's certainly... For me, anyway, I, I felt it, it, it never outstayed its welcome. It didn't, it didn't at all. It didn't it, at all. Yeah, it absolutely earns that 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 plus two hours there. Yeah, yeah. I think all the the performances in it are all solid. Um, I I had a little bit of a of an issue with the some of the sentiments behind it. Um. I don't, I, I, I don't know whether the film is painting them, the family, as too much as they're kind of on the, the right side. I get what you're saying. I, I, I think what they're trying to get at is that their motivation is justified and understandable but it all just gets completely out of hand but I think it, that's the thing is they, they 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 start off doing these things sort of orchestrating getting these jobs with this family out of desperation but then they're so intent on keeping them that things just completely blow up i mean the thing is i get i get what mark's saying there though because yes they're they're desperate but they're, they're they all i don't know they also seem to get quite greedy with it. Um, you know, like they, that, that scene just before the doorbell rings where they're all drunk and kind of like, like it, it, that I kind of think is showing them in almost like a truer light, which the rest of the film doesn't seem to want to do. And when I, when I also wasn't keen on the fact is they're victims and you know, in the end of the day, that they are those people are victims. Just because they're rich doesn't mean they can't be victims. The worst crimes that they do is what they say that the, the the dad smells of turnips. It's like, but I mean that that's the thing. It's like that the, the son has issues, but he's not a bad kid. The daughter seems perfectly nice. The mum seems very nice, and the dad's hardworking. It's and and, we... and, and, and he yeah he's he's the least pleasant of a lot of them, but he's not an outright fucking arsehole. No, no, he's he's really not. And I mean that's the thing. Like Son Kang Ho's decision, like his character's decision to kill him, and yes, that has been kind of building, but it's very. That really made you go to that extreme. Yeah, just the fact that, and, and you know, if I had someone working for me and they smelt, I'd probably talk about that with other people. Yeah, I'd, it, it's you know, and I mean, I I, I don't know, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem like the, the the done thing to say now. But was I 
more sympathetic towards the rich people or the poorer people in this fucking film. To be fair, the rich people. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I was there. They're not a. They're not an unpleasant family. No. I just got that they were. I don't know. There, there was a little bit of. There was a little bit of sneeriness, and maybe maybe that genuinely is. There's a. There has to be, as a viewer, a cultural difference in that, in the sense that if that had been a rich British family and been the way around for that, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> I'd have been like, nah, fucking take that fucking house, burn them all. And it would have been that. I, I just. There was a little bit of that for it. Um, I didn't get the vibe off the film that it was trying to make you like super sympathetic towards them. I don't, like, I'm not super sympathetic, were... but I think you were supposed to be rooting for them. Yeah, you are. But yeah, I mean, the 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 kind of the ending with like the dad communicating with the the son over the Morse code and whatnot. They're, they're obviously trying to go for you would root for them. Um, I don't think it's trying to make. I don't think it's trying to justify their behaviour. I don't think you try to justify it, but I think it is making you try to overlook it slightly. And, and that that's the thing, is they kind of deserve to get fucking caught. It's, that, that, I mean, I, I, I know I just said it, but the thing that bothers me is the, the, the poor dad killing the rich dad. That just, the connective tissue wasn't there for me. Yeah, and, and, and I think that the ending is a little bit lushed. Mm. But like, not, not, not mm. that ending, but then from from that to where we get to is literally five fucking minutes, yeah. and it's like I'm gonna, and it's like that. It, it, that store felt a little bit like, do you know what? You could have taken an extra ten minutes and still not told the massive that all that the intricacies of that story, but give me a little bit more. Mm. Um, but it's fun. It's funny. It 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 looks very good. Um, like I like think Ian said that um, if it wins Best Picture, great. Yeah. Um, if it's a new little um, Philip and a little blip, a little bump for um, for uh, you know you know foreign cinema, great. Yeah, I'd like I'd like that whole thing to happen um, again. That that'd be quite nice. Um, and if you know, Bong Joon Ho has been has been making movies and great movies for getting on two decades now um and, and it, it, it he, he just he comes across as a really uh, a really great character or a great filmmaker and a good you know he's interested in to talk about things and he seems to be taking all this very much in his stride um and the thing is you know if he decides to make an english language film next people will be fucking knocking his door down to be in it Oh yeah, but, but the weird thing is, I think people already were. Uh, you know, post, you know, the host and mother. You know, you had Snowpiercer, which if you look at the cast of that, it, it, it's incredible. Yeah, but I mean, like you, like DiCaprio and Pitt have been all over him over the oh, last yeah. couple of weeks. It's like you could get that fucking level. Oh, he he, he can he can literally his next movie if he if he wants to. Uh, make a, a an English language movie uh, as his next movie. Um, Goodie has made English language movies before. Yeah. 
then he will literally have the pick of whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that, that's great because, because not just because Parasite is done well critically, because it, it's done well commercially yeah. as yeah. well. Um, and key things, it's done well commercially outside of, of Asian markets. Mm. I always like seeing um, Song turn up in stuff as well. He's consistently fucking great in every film that he's in. The dad? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. He's always great. He, so. I, I don't think I've ever seen a film that he's been in that he hasn't sent in a fantastic performance. And I, I think that the, some of the arguments um, for, you know, why the acting cast been overlooked really hasn't mm. been, are valid. However, my argument there would be, it, no matter what you say, it is, it is harder to pick out nuances if something isn't in your I, existing language. I, 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 I will say... Cynically, I think it's literally because Hollywood don't know who they are. They know who director Bong is. They know yeah. who Kang Ho Song was. And I don't think Kang Ho Song was that far off a Best Supporting Actor nomination either. Yeah. Um, but it's like the, the the girl who played the poor daughter, she's got some fucking great material in this. Like, there's a little rhyme before she goes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like it, it, it's just like her whole kind of like the the thing, the kind of like the fake thing that she has to put on with like when her mum comes in when she's the maid, and then she's like, "Do not come in when the lesson is started. Do not do this. Do not do that." Like how fucking severe she is, but then how she actually seems to be getting good results out of the kid as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I like it never explains that. That, 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 that what she do with the kid is working. Yeah. <laughs> I also think the, 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 the mum's fantastic in it. Are we are we talking the rich mum or the poor mum? The rich mum. Yeah, the rich mum's fair. Yeah, the poor mum doesn't get an awful lot to do, but the rich mum is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's it's a really 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 good film. Um, I, I just I do think. A little bit like we had a couple of years ago with Gown, where it, it seems to be a film where people have decided this is the movie we're putting everything behind. Mm-hmm. This has got all of our energy. It's cropping up on so many best of lists. And I, I watch it going, do you know what? That's fine. But it's just a book for me. My, my only issue with it is it's great. It's just it's suffering from overhype. Yeah. It's just, it's great. It's just not as good as people are making it out to be. What people are making it out to be is fucking prophetic. And it, it's not. It's a great film, but it, and it, it, that can ruin films for people. Yeah, going in with, with expectations just that little bit too high yeah. and sometimes be a little bit of a. a yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's not seriously special. Mm. I mean, that that's the thing. It's like from the, the films that are nominated for, for Best Picture. I'd rather see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, The Irishman, um, Little Women, like easily would rather see that in a way to be to be fair, it's probably tied with Joker for me. You know, it's I think there are definitely better films for best picture. But it, like it, like you said earlier, I Bates, eject very quickly there, though. Mm. Is there part of you that goes? Oh, but the few would be nice if Joker won it. 
Fuck it, it'd be fucking hilarious if John. It, 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 would, it would be magnificent. The fume would be brilliant. Like it, it's, I, it's not gonna happen. But oh, it's it'd not be gonna fucking, happen. No way. It'd be, it'd be it'd be fucking hilarious. Oh, it, it just, oh, give me tingles. It's it's not good enough though. It's not better than the other films that it's nominated with. No, it, it's not. But it's a, it, 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 if it would, I don't think it'd be an injustice. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it it so it's just what it would hopefully do for South Korean cinema, which to be fair has been doing great stuff for the last like for at least the last twenty years, and has been getting not an awful lot of formal recognition for it but you know you think the old boy is getting on for 20 years old now mm. um and you know there are notable uh instances beforehand as well well um yeah i mean it's yeah it's definite definitely not shit definitely not shit and i am you know i am not going to be a dickhead and argue with people on twitter about my points, uh, about my negative points of it, but I do have them and I am saying them. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same place. It's definitely not shit. It's a, I'm pretty sure I gave it four out of five on on, on Letterboxd. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the four out of five of that. Um, yeah, and like I think you, again, you said in there, you do wish it all the success it might have. Mm-hmm. Look, there is a big part of me that kind of wishes for it to get best international and best picture because it's not not been done before, has it? No, 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 no. Uh, I don't think. What, what, has any foreign language movie won best picture? Uh, I don't think it has, has it? No, I'm sure it hasn't. I don't know. Oh, the the, the artist. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's a silent movie, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When there is the, 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 the little, like, there is a little bit of speaking in it when it is in French. Yeah, yeah. So. Literally, but that is the first time anyone's mentioned the artist in, in, in like, like in ten years now. But yeah, that's a fair point. You know, has the artist cropped up on anyone's uh, best of decade list? No. And how many people checked to see if the artist is releasing this decade? I guarantee you, nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So that was that was uh, Parasite, which I think is a an odd like we all liked it, but just maybe not as much as the internet does. I'm just gonna go for a wee. Uh, just reading something there. Just uh, well, going up the stairs. Uh, Hideo Kojima has said. He's preparing to make his next game by watching horror movies because he wants to make the scariest game of all time. <laughs> oh, that could be quite interesting. Oh, did did either of you ever play PT? Bet you played PT. Yeah. Played all the way through, bitches. You played all the way through, didn't you? Did you really? Yeah. You you, you put a lot of hours into that. Didn't I you? put a lot of time into that, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Got my Norman Reedus. At the end, very exciting. Went in a bit of a rabbit hole actually the other day, didn't we, on the PT with the uh, guy that's hacked the oh yeah uh, the thing, and you can float around the Silent Hill that they'd actually, you know, when you come out at the end and you're yeah. you're, you're Norman Reedus and you're looking around and you, he literally walks down a street and there's yeah. So some dude has done 
something to the program so that when you go out through that final door, you can float around the area and explore. So you're not Norman Reader, so you're just like you're a, first a, a, a camera view. Um, yeah. But you can like the bit where there's the massive blood streak on the road, you go past that, and then there's like there's loads. This building is so detailed. There's they, loads of work on it. Yeah, Mental. absolutely. I mean, clearly it's they've, they've used some of what would have been the final game oh, yeah. to do that cutscene, but it's 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 brilliant. Um, but you, on that video that I was watching, he was saying when when he initially did it and got it so you could go through that door out into Silent Hill, they'd put like um, they'd put like a intentional glitch in the system so that once you stepped out onto the street, you fell through the floor. And then you know the angry lady ghost that's in the when you're walking through the corridors that sometimes yeah. catch you. Yeah. She, you'd fall through the floor and then she'd come up with a big scary face and you'd go back to the beginning. Oh, Jesus. So he had to make it so that you could float, so you can just float through the streets of Silent Hill that had already been created. It's, it's actually really fascinating, isn't it? And the, yeah. The, the, well, I, 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 even somebody who has no interest in it whatsoever, um, I found it quite interesting. After, I, 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 I was so ridiculously excited for that fucking game. Yeah, it's sort of like apparently Konami are working on a Silent Hill reboot. It's just come out as well. Like, it's not kojima may or may not be involved apparently but it's like those fucking those games man like nah nah no, no, like i uh, just too scary fucking good though too scary like fucking silent hill 2 oh my god which one's two i always uh, get them muddled up um only like hannah or helen as well i think that's three that's three it's the um it it, it it's the the one with um the fucking nurses with the like fuck like ah oh, what is it it's like the, the J, uh, character's called James I think it is yeah he's looking for his wife yeah his, his wife yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So uh. number three is probably my favorite I have to say I I have spent so much time yeah, playing number you have. three fucking love it. You way too much time. Way too much time. I, I still could probably draw you a map of that mall. <laughs> oh, let, let's do a fucking Patreon just doing the Silent Hill films. That'd be fun. There's only two of them, though. Do those. Do Doom and that Doom director video one that just came out. Doom Annihilation. <laughs> we do. could do a game adaptation one, couldn't we? Uh, oh, that could be fun. Yeah. See, what would be nice would be to play the games and watch the films, but there's so many man hours involved in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just stick to the movies for now. Okay. You, you should you should have already played Doom by now, you know. <laughs> you've you've the only... Does that count? I've never played the original. Whoa. Well, you've never played the original Doom on the PC. Nope. Have you, Ian? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I played it. Oh, God, man. I played that when it was, like, fucking shareware back in 93, 94. Ah, um, oh, yeah. What a time that was. You were too busy playing fucking Sensible World of Soccer or some bullshit like that, weren't you? Yes. Yes, I was. Football manager. It was It was actually championship manager at the time. Okay. Oh, I actually, no, it was premier manager at the time. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, 
Doom, Quake, Quake 2, Quake 3 Arena. I was fucking... I was in to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was sensible soccer, kickoff, striker, the Pele game. Oh, God. Me and Isabel have been doing a rewatch of all the Resident Evil movies recently after I finished Resident Evil 2 for the second time through and was like, I need more of this shit in my life. I can't replay the game again. That's just crazy. Uh, well, you've only got two months to go until Resident Evil 3. I'm so excited. There's <laughs> multiplayer as well. We're going to have to do some YouTube. <laughs> that's fair did you did you not carry on with resident evil 2 oh god no um i will i, I will get back to it but um like i've been i've been i've been doing comfort blanket I'm, I'm replaying doom which is why i'm talking about it so much uh just because that's fucking comfort food um but I w- <gasps> no no it's just metal kobe bryant's died Shit, really? Yeah, Corey Bryant has died. Um, Sorry to cut you off, it just popped up as a... He died in the helicopter crash. Fuck. Oscar winning Kobe Bryant. Ooh. That was weird. Yeah, it's just coming out, wasn't it? Uh, wow. Um, Sorry, Ian, go on, go on, Doom. Is that um, not scary, though? No, it's it's just metal. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right. Twenty four hour party. Yeah. Can we talk about Resident Evil some more? Yeah, can I talk about Resident Evil some more? No, sorry. If if just to say, if it was Mr. X that made you go, nah, I'm done. You literally just need to run away from him a lot. It's shit and it's scary. And if you get trapped in a small area with him, you're probably gonna get really badly injured. But you just have to run away from him. Don't don't try and engage because he's unkillable. Hello. Sorry, just what, looking at these tweets. Like fucking hell, man. There's a lot of people tweeting about that now, eh? Is it gone a bit off? Yeah. Wow. Fucking hell, man. Like that's that's big, eh? Like, that's pretty seismic for US sports. Hey, the guy's a fucking hero in, in basketball. Right. <clears throat> oh, my. Wow, we. That was um, impressive, that oh, oh, At least we got that one on <laughs> audio this time. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, folks. So, um, oh, there's another coming. No. All right, Bad Boys for Life is directed by. Um, are they credited as Adil and Bilal? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed that. So Adil Al Arbi and Bilal Falah, and uh, stars Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Vanessa Hudgens, Alex Van der Ludwig, Paula Nunez, Kate Del Castillo, Nikki Jam. Charles Melton and Joey Pants. So, Bad Boys for Life is an interesting one. It's uh, 17 years after the the second one, which uh, it just took them fucking ages to really get to how they were going to do this one. I somewhat get the feeling that maybe it was a little bit waiting for Will Smith to lower his asking price a touch. Um... 
and yeah it reunites will smith and martin lawrence for a more uh a, a very funny uh actiony film that also sets up future films and is weirdly contemplative um it's doing a lot of things this bad boys for life becky what did you think of it and i yeah i i with when it when it sort of opened and it was all like flashy shit again, I was like, this is this is concerningly feeling a bit dated and over the top for the current cinematic climate. Um, where things are a little bit more, like you say, contemplative and a bit, I don't know, a bit a little bit more restrained, I think. Um, and it was all bright colours and sunshine and fast cars, and it felt very kind of 2010s. Um, but then it turned out that that whole opening sequence is them getting to the hospital and it just kind of stops a bit there. It's still big and colourful and over the top, but it's not in the same kind of way that I was worried it would be. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. Um, it's, I think, bringing in, obviously, more people, bringing in the team behind them, the ammo team, was a good shout. I don't think... It could have carried just off them two again. It would have been too much like retreading. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the story was was clever. I thought the supporting cast, sort of like like I say, the team were actually really good. Um, I always like seeing Vanessa Hudgens in things. She, I find her very strange on on screen. That, 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 a bit I, of an odd one. I I totally didn't realise that the Hudgens got half that one. Seen the trailers, right? It never clicked. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, that's weird, that looks like Vanessa Hudgens, but not, and then Googled it and I was like, oh, yeah, it is. You didn't, you didn't do that. No. No. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit heavier and a bit darker than than, than, than the previous ones have been. They've been, obviously, with him getting shot and then that whole kind of thing and that scene where he's talking to Martin Lawrence about helping him get the guys and he's just, like, really upset and Martin Lawrence is just like, no, it's and then obviously, we're, we're, are we spoiling? Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh, Joey Pants. That that really. I was like, I I, I mean, I always do this in the cinema. I'm a book of glory, but I was like, <gasps> and like. I I, I literally, I literally <laughs> said out loud, "Oh shit." <laughs> I did. I didn't. I didn't enjoy that bit so much. I didn't want him to get killed. <coughs> Um, but yeah, I thought out of the out of the team, the ammo team, I thought the best character was um, what's his name? Is it Dawn, the like mentally scarred bouncer who's like oh, this big yeah. meathead that just won't do anything violent, and then at the end he just fucking unleashes it. That bit was good. Um, I think having the intrigue as to who these people actually fucking were was good. Yeah, and I, I, like I will say, I fucking adore. Will Smith just like bearing his soul and all this stuff that like Marcus never knew and Marcus's reaction is just like you fucked a Mexican witch without a condom. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the post credit bits of that as well was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Playing talk, he's like, oh, would, you, would you fuck a witch without a condom? <laughs> no, you wouldn't fuck a witch without a condom. <laughs> like. um, 
but yeah, I thought like the the more emotional bits in it were really well done, and I feel like if they had been doing it, it maybe wouldn't have been. Um, but the bit like where he's telling his son that he's his dad and like the, the, like all the like, looks between everyone and is it true and everyone's crying and it, I just thought it was I thought it was really good to be honest. I really enjoyed it. But then, more than I expected to. But then also in that bit, you've still got some really interesting action direction. Like there was this one shot where um, it was someone shooting someone else, like, and it was like a below them shooting above, and then the camera like turned ninety degrees, and then and then it just kind of follows along there, and it was like there was interesting things there. I mean, like the the ending gets quite CG heavy with all the fire and debris. But they still had things. Pardon me, sorry, things like that as well. Um, but Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I. Can I just before you get going? I thought it was going to be another daughter from the second one. Mm. I thought it was going to be her that wanted him dead for killing her dad. Well, I, I think it was yeah, one hundred percent. So did I. Yeah. Um, I. I struggle with it really angry because the timeline. The timeline fucks up, and, it, <laughs> and, and it, 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 it's such an easy thing to not fuck up, but the timeline fucks up massively, and you don't need to fuck up a timeline that badly when you can just change the dates, make the kid older. It's not hard. Change the dates, or have it, it, it would be so easy to not do that. It feels like that bit was written by people who hadn't seen the other two movies. Did it, take, it took you out of it? It took you well out of it, yeah. Um, and can I point out that this is a movie where there's a fucking mad Mexican fucking witch, right? Literally a character written for me. <laughs> um, again, it's best when Martin Lawrence is on screen. I think it, it, it focuses too much on Will Smith's character rather than them as characters. It, it, it's more his movie than it is Martin Lawrence's movie, where the other two felt more like it was them too. So it's how it's broke you can have with a character in a third instalment where his whole bit is, oh yeah, I'm a tyrant in all of them. That's like, that's I, 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 I can see that, but I think the, the movie is more fun when it's having fun than when it's to be a little bit darker. That's what I was going to say. Sorry, back to the the scene, the emotional scene where he's telling that his son is his son. He even still manages to get some humour in there when he's like, I'm injecting his soul, I'm penetrating his soul with my heart. Oh. And Martin Lawrence is like, no. <laughs> or, or I was going through a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm your uncle. I'm your uncle. But, you know, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Um, it's it, it feels like a movie that's been written by three different people at three different times. Sure. Mm. It, it, you can you can pick out. I was watching that going. Bet you can't have wrote that. Yeah. Bet you can't have wrote that. There's, there's Carnahani bits in there. Mm. Um, I, I like the, the direction of it. I like the whole build up to it, but it, it just. It lacks the, for me anyway, it, it lacks the camaraderie of the first and the batshitness of the second. 
and was at points a little bit too generic. There, there, was, a, there was a point, there's there a shot where um, Will Smith is not fighting his his, um, his son. I'm looking at thinking, I mean, I'm sure I saw this a couple of months ago with Will Smith not fighting his self-son in Gemini Man. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it, it was basically the same shot of Will Smith pulling the same face. Um, but then you've got the you die, you go see uh, like <laughs> no, I'm not. It is that's Midnight Cocoa Bean. <laughs> oh, and when he's dying, <laughs> oh, he's dying what is it? What is it? But then Martin Lawrence, I think, sells the what is it bits better, the emotional beat better mm. in that scene. Because when he's having a go at him, when he says, when he, he just be, how dare you? I was yeah. there all the time. And it's, I don't know, it just, I don't think it feels out of place in these movies. For me. What, the emotional? I think I wanted more fun. But I did get it, I think they don't hang up on it too much. The amount of times the bad boys song was used. Oh, God, yeah. The bad boys, the bad boys for life, and then the new bad boys song. There's, there's, it's used more times in in each thirty minutes of this movie than if you put the other two movies together. That's fair. But yeah, but as filmmakers, you can Bay doesn't fall back on that as much as they did. No, but but people will say, oh, the problem with the second one is it, it was my there's was, there was too much Michael Bay in it. And it's like my issue with this film. Uh, there's not enough Michael Bay in it. Because the bit where he goes crazy bit, I wanted more of that. And the bit where he's weirdly restrained because he doesn't do shit about the song and bits like that. However, the, 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 the bad boy shot that swoops down from underneath them and comes up to them there is really well done. The bit as well, isn't there, where they're, they're both shooting at people and like one's shooting one way and then Martin Lawrence's meltdown shooting the other way. That's in this film, isn't it? Yeah. That's nice done. It is, and there's some great bits. You know, Martin Lawrence scene where the phone rings after the guy's getting in his car. And he's like, She knows, she always knows. He's <laughs> hilarious. I think there was one bit where I actually, I, I, I it, what was it? There was a bit where I lost it completely. There was a bit in it, a line in it, where I, I completely fucking lost it and couldn't. I, it took me a good few minutes to recompose myself. I can't remember which, but it was, but it, 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 it fucking killed me. How oh. I was laughing at it. No, I mean, that's it. I mean, he's just, he's he's a fucking delight. He is. And Will Smith's not even trying to be funny for most of this film. Um, it's the I think it's the least he's trying to be funny, which kind of makes sense given the arc of his character. Um, but... Yeah, it, it, it Martin Lawrence is kind of the life of this film, and like you said earlier, Mark, he's got he's got like a hell of an arc through these films, you know, where it's almost like almost from the start, it's kind of like he's wanting to retire, and he kind of finds different things pulling him pulling him back in, and um, with with I don't know, it, it's interesting with with this one. I, I just I hope the next one is just Martin Lawrence fucking about back at base yeah agree agree that he'll he'll do it but i ain't getting shot at again like 
<laughs> no, I mean, that's it. It's like he just provides the funny comments while watching stuff on camera while Will Smith pretends to be 20 and all the other all the other guys around him do shit. You know, that's the thing. It's like I want to see Bouncer Boy get to know his violent side again. Um, I want to see Vanessa Hudgens say more than five words in, at a time. You know, but at the same time, I also want that bad boys dynamic. I'm both well up for and very wary of the next one. Yeah, that's fair. Needs to be handled right. Which, given how well this is done, I have a feeling that Sony and Bruckheimer are going to be like, we'll have another one out in two years, no matter what. It's greenlit and ready to go already, apparently. Yeah, I mean, is that... Is that the way to do this? I I think that I I will say now I will happily take another one of these in two years' time. Mm. Um, I, with, I, that, I, with that cast, um, and I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that character. The thing is, franchise movies they're a machine now. You have to get them out within a reasonable amount of time to keep people interested. People don't have the patience for it that they may be used to. No, I, I think I think getting the getting the, the new crew around them right mm. was always going to be difficult, but they do land it with all of them. All of them, are, all of them are interesting enough yeah. that you go, yeah, I'd watch those each of those in another movie. Yeah, yeah. I read um, read something the other day actually about this. Uh, Will Smith um, initially was was intending to do his own stunts in this movie, um, and did a couple because he was he intended to do them he was like well Tom Cruise does it I'm, I'm better than Tom Cruise and then quickly realised after having to do a couple of them that no he could not do it and he was not better than Tom Cruise and he was just going to leave it to stuntmen for the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah hard work if you're not used to it. I think Tom Cruise has been doing it for such a long time that he just well, how, forgets it doesn't he so how old will Smith will Smith will be he's younger than Tom Cruise he must be 50, somewhere, 50, maybe? Is he 50? 1968. 51, Becky, if you just scroll down a little bit there, it says 51. 51. Yeah, and Cruz is what, 56? Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Why not? Yeah, yeah but I mean... That... He could do it, because obviously, 57. Um, because Tom Cruise did it, and but yeah, didn't pan out. Well, no, I mean that's the thing. It's like um, Will Smith's only really started doing the action films again very recently, hasn't he? So, yeah. whereas Tom Cruise has been, because he's a fucking madman, he's just been doing them all along. It, it's I, I I will say though this this little renaissance we've had from from Will Smith over the past couple of years, where he's he's decided to be Will Smith again, rather than um, Oscar nominee Will Smith, or trying to essentially just go, look, yeah, I'll be in this movie, but my kid's got to be in it as well. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I'm really liking it. Yeah. I, I didn't get on that one with Gemini Man, but it was still nice to sit in a cinema and watch Will Smith. Mm. And that was what was great, was sat in a cinema and watching this movie that has been on the cards for, you know, people saying, oh, well, it 
17 years since the last one. It's like, you know, this has been in development for 10 years. <laughs> you know, it did seem like we were never going to get it. And then we did get it. And it, it's, it's a lot better than it ever should be. But it's like if Gemini Man came at the end of a successful series of films where Smith was being the kind of the larger larger than life guy, then fair enough. But Aladdin was the first on-screen film that Smith had done in a while, was it not? So you go from like, hey, Will Smith's back, everybody, to and now here he is murdering his own clone. Um, you know, it, it it's... It kind of feels like if Gemini Man were either 15 years ago or Which maybe... Which is when it should have been. <laughs> Sorry? Which is when it should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a few years in the future where maybe we'd had a few fun Will Smith things and we were ready for him to be a bit darker. Then, you know, maybe, yeah, all right, then go ahead. But it, it just, it's... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Gemini Man, it just, it wasn't great. It it, it, it didn't work. Um, but now, hopefully, we can just have Will Smith do fun stuff like this for a few years. And then, you know, if he wants to try something else, then great. But I just, I, I, I want fun Will Smith. If it's going to be with a, a tinge of like contemplative stuff then fine but to be honest with you now if we got bad boys films for the next few sequels where it's smith and lawrence pissing about having a laugh while all these other young people do action stuff i'm i'm up for that yeah yeah absolutely i am it's he needs to he needs to start getting script writers on board with not putting the word suicide in any films that he's in because it pulls me out of it every time every time my brain just goes why are we then just some kind of suicide squad and I, I can't not do it like it's a, it's a reaction that I have now to him saying the word suicide in anything and he's taking quite a lot of films I think you should take it off by the way <laughs> it literally is just one to use that it is yeah <laughs> that was yeah that's Paula Nunez's um, first English language film. Right? She's what? That's her first English language film. Oh, fair play. No, I liked her. You want to play Rita? Yeah. What, did she not? No, I thought she was great. Oh, cool. I, 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 like, I like the fact that you had two genuine-looking um, badass female characters in there who you watch it going do you know what yeah i absolutely believe those guys could fucking do that <laughs> the fact that they are the more of the two badass of the that four dynamic that they've got of those guys they're the two bursting from through the door first ones yeah um, for sure they, they, they get their moments as well all of them yeah mm. that's what is it yeah the more i'm talking about the more i'm liking it to be honest yeah. Definitely not shit. With, I still have problems with the, 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 the timeline fuckery. Yeah, it makes no sense. You're right. It, it would have been so easy to just not... It would have been so easy to... Oh, you remember that time where you were off because um, you got injured on the job and fucking Marcus says, because you shot me again. 
yeah, well, you know, that, that op that I had to do in Mexico, yeah, this happened. Why did you never tell me about that? I didn't want to tell you about that. There you go. Done. Done. Oh, it happened years before. What is it? Except it's a year after the first movie. And the first movie states that they've been partners for a number of years. It feels... It, it, it feels like it didn't need to be that. How is it? Well... I'll be honest, guys, I'm really desperate for a piss, so definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Definitely not shit, yeah. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. Manchester, birthplace to the railways, the computer, the bouncing bomb. In 1976, if you wanted to see the most exciting bands in the world, they were on a regional show coming out of Manchester. My show. I'm Tony Wilson. June the 4th, the Sex Pistols play Manchester for the very first time. There are only 42 people in the audience. Inspired, they will go out and perform wondrous deeds. For instance, behind me are Stiff Kittens, later to become Joy Division, and finally to become New Order. That's John the Postman, he's a postman. Have you heard of the Factory Records? My label. Joy Division, New Order, Happy Mondays. We are an experiment in human nature. What kind of music you got me bringing in? Sort of new wave, kind of indie. Indian? It's a pity you didn't sign the Smiths. I've just seen God. What do you look like? Look like me. United Artists presents Steve Coogan in the international smash comedy. It's like Scooby-Doo, isn't it? Because they like they had a bust, didn't they? It is a little bit like Scooby-Doo. It takes you back to the start of a movement. This is it. The birth of rave culture. This is the moment when even the white man starts dancing. A time when legends were created. Do you know I think that Sean Ryder is on par with WBH as a poet? Give me an example of some of your lyrics. Good, good, good. Good, good, double good. And rules were broken. Really ought to be careful with that, Sean. You could take someone's eye out. Did I offer anybody oh. like the best no. experience you've ever had? Don't judge. I'm being postmodern before I'm fashionable. When you have to choose between the truth and the legend, print the legend. Is he gonna hit me? 24-hour party people. Wow. Anyway, sorry. 24-hour party people. Yes. Uh, 24-hour party people. Um, written by Frank Cottrell Boyce. Uh, directed by Michael Winterbottom. Uh, stars. Uh, fuck, here we go. Steve Coogan, John Thompson, Shirley Henderson, Paddy Considine, Andy Circus, Sean Harris, John Sim, Ralph Little. Uh, who else we've got in there? Peter Kay turns up. Rob Brydon, Simon Pegg, Christopher Eccleston. Uh, plus a shitload of cameos from people who are actors and people who are the real people. Um, what is it the story of? It's the story of Tony Wilson, uh, who actually in the film, the character says, it's not a story of his life, it's a story of the music that he helped create. Uh, so Factory Records, Hacienda, bands like Joy Division, New Order, and the Happy Mondays, the ones that it tends to focus on. Um, 
Ian, I'm guessing you'd seen 24-hour party people before. Yes, indeed. Um, quite a few times, actually. Um, I really like 24-hour party people. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it, in fairness. Um, the first thing that uh, struck me was how it looks like fucking hammered shit. <laughs> Bex, Bex literally about five minutes into it turned around to me and went, Ian is right, this film looks like shit. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I mean, it's like 28 days later. Like, I fucking... To be fair, I think I'm at the point in my life where I'll probably not never watch the 28 later films ever again. Um, I just don't need them. They're great films. I don't need them. Um, I, I I can say, I've seen 28 Days Later a couple of times. I've only ever seen the sequel once. Yeah, I like they're, they're really good films. They're just, I, they're very... I, I like the sequel, but I never need to see it again. Yeah, it's just very bleak, very, very effective, very good at what they do. Um, I just I just don't need them. Um, I'm I'm getting I'm getting way more fucking. I just need I don't need that in my films as you know, as the grudge kind of shows, I think. Anyway, 24 hour party people. Yeah, it looks like shit shot on video by the looks of it. Um and just has not aged well in that regard. Um, but Steve Coogan is really fucking compelling. Um, the cast are brilliant. The story it's telling, you know, I think it it slightly. I, I don't know. I, the 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 stuff with the Happy Mondays is all right. Fine. That. They're kind of fucking scumbags, and I don't think they're very funny. I'm, I was kind of more interested in the earlier kind of Joy Division-y kind of aspect than I than I was the later stuff. But I get that the Happy Mondays were more tied to the Hacienda. Um, but it, it's a really, really entertaining piece of work. I just think its focus is unfortunately maybe on the wrong place, but maybe that's just what the story dictates. Yeah. No, I, I, agree, I agree with that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. The, the more interesting part of the film is is the bit with the whole Joy Division New Order sort of yeah. set up. I think with with the Happy Mondays bit, once it was once it was focusing on them and it had gone into the bit about them poisoning the pigeons, I was like, oh, I don't like these boys anymore. I'm not interested in what they're going to do. And I've never been a big Happy Mondays fan, so after that point, it was more about like what was going on with the club and stuff for me. The yeah. Interesting bit. Yeah, because you you don't remember watching this, do you? No. Because you definitely have seen it, <laughs> uh, but you don't remember watching it. I don't. So what, no. what did you think? I I really enjoyed it. I liked the format of it more than I liked probably the content of it. If that makes sense. I liked the way it was done and I liked the way the story was told, but. I, the, the, all the fourth wall breaky stuff I, I I really enjoyed that with it and all the performances were great it's just it's it's a little bit of a it's a bit of a weird one because it's not really a scene that I was ever really aware of as a kid at, at the time do you know what I mean like it wasn't really I wasn't into Joy Division or New Order I wasn't into Happy Mondays it just that kind of bypassed me because I was I was a bad Tory as a kid so yeah 
<laughs> not by choice, by indoctrination. So I was, I was very um, sheltered, let's say. So it's a bit of an odd one for me. Cause I, I don't watch them. Oh God, I remember that coming out. And yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, no I absolutely it makes sense. I think um, having a, 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 a an autobiographical reference point for some of for films like this mm. uh, can often certainly impact your. Um, your, your enjoyment um, out of them. Um, I, I, I always really enjoy Twenty Four Hours People whenever I watch it. Um, I do think you, you're both absolutely right. It, it, it's the more interesting bits are the, the, the early years of, of Factory Records um, and getting to the Hacienda rather than the the, the Happy Mondays um, portion of it. There, uh, it, it tends to not focus. It tends to pull away from the focus of sort of like, um, New Order and things like that to, to primarily focus on the um, Happy Mondays for a while. Yeah. And they're, they're not, for me, as an intriguing thing. Um, it's just if, coming off what a depth was. Well, the, the, the weird thing there is, is you've got... Um, but I think partly it's because, because of, 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 of Tony Wilson's character is he really did root for Sean Ryder Whereas he wasn't as invested in Bernard mm. Sumner, for instance, who literally was one of the actual driving forces behind everything that was going on musically with Factory Records right. um, that was there. Um, it's I mean, obviously, the, the, it, I, I think I was more of a CFX aware of it like that um, than itself was. Um, and it's, it, it, it does sort of capture um, a a little time capsule of not just British um, culture, musical culture and fashion culture and like that, specifically Manchester. Um, and, you know, Tony was put straight across that it, it was the uh, an epicentre for, for a while, British culture, uh, be it good or bad uh, in, in that terms. And it's, um, it's easy to forget, I think, that, that essentially a version of dance music was literally invented within this mm. that has mm. now become what it's become. Um, and that was kind of unheard of as much in England. It wasn't as unheard of much in um, in Europe. Um, and you had what was going on in, um, in the States. You had a lot going on in the 80s with, with, with that, a, a similar thing, uh, but happening with um, hip-hop, proper hip-hop, uh, that was going on there. Um, but it's interesting that this was our version of that, uh, for that there. I think that the fourth wall breaking is, is really interesting. I think Michael Whittemottom is a very interesting filmmaker in the sense that either we like his movies or outright fucking hate them. Uh, and this is one that I really, really quite like. It's not a pretty movie though, is it? No, but I don't think he does make pretty movies. I don't think he's, he's ever really made pretty movies. Um, but uh, the, the, the way the story's told, I, I think it takes some cues um, from the Howard Stern movie Private Parts, um, in the sense that there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. And you know, in Howard Stern's Private Parts, the story of his life, he plays himself throughout the entire film. Uh, he <clears> plays <throat> himself, and he literally turns around a camera at points and says, "This didn't fucking happen, but you know, it's fun to put it in there," and bits like that. It looks like his new film is 
from watching the trailer, he's going to follow that format a bit. Greed. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Same, same director and same, yeah, uh, principal cast. Uh, but, yeah, I, 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 I really do like Smith or Party People. I like the fact that it kind of, it, it very purposefully has a haphazard making of itself mm. to try and, um, I think, marry up with the, the ridiculousness that was going on with Factory Records. I just, as, as someone who knows nothing about that whole period in music, in Manchester music, I wish they'd catered a bit more for people that don't already know it. Yeah, that's a fair comment. Because it, it, it points you there a bit like, huh? <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It, 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 yeah. There's the, the three points in it where if you know that, you know that. If you don't, you won't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I also forgot Sean Horace was in this. He's great as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I I completely forgot he was in it. Um, and weirdly, was that Wojciech, the um, the movie he's watching? It's the Herzog movie. That's playing in the background when he hangs himself. Yeah, isn't that like based on fact though? Yeah, it is apparently. Yeah. yeah. Check that out yeah. afterwards. We covered that uh, movie on when we did a Herzog. Uh, yeah. Marathon. Yeah. Uh, and it is, it, it, it does go batshit mental in the end bit, and there's an awful lot of that chicken, isn't there? Oh, yeah. There's, literally, there's an awful lot of just this chicken yeah. that, that, like, dances. <laughs> nice. For about the last 15 minutes, he's primarily focused on this fucking chicken. Fair enough. It, it's a bonkers movie. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's really, really good in it. Um, the movie Control, uh, the, the Ian Kirk story is actually really quite good as well. Mm. Uh, obviously, takes a, a much more in-depth look at his life. Oh, uh, that, that's a really interesting movie as well. But this is a more, yeah, Sean Harris gets across that that energy. I, I, I think it's a really nice bit of the where you, you have Coogan turn around and saying, you know, if you listen to, uh, if, if you know anything about Ian Kirk and you listen to his music. You'll think that he was just this really quite dark character, mm. uh, but that's not how I like to remember him. And then you get a, a, a thing of the filmmaking point of going, "Well, this was fun." Oh, when yeah. it's like um, him at the at the gig. Yeah, with John the Postman. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's a real guy? Mm. Yeah, it's just a. But there's bits like that, and I think the whole. Either that, that I said to you, didn't I, when we were watching it? So did Bez just just fucking dance around like a tit? Yeah. Was that all he did? Yeah. Was he in the band? No. <laughs> no. And, and, and my, the weird thing is, he's probably the most together one out of a lot of them now as well. Fair yeah. He runs um, like um, Manchester Music Nights and things like that. Yeah. But like, not just in Manchester, he runs them like across the the country and just tours around as Bez the DJ. Oh, yeah, I've heard of uh, Where he, he, he DJs, but he, like, he tells stories and stuff like that about, you know, this happened with this and then this with this and there's bits like that. He does it in York, I think, every, like, six weeks or something like that. <laughs> His Wikipedia page is Bez, brackets, dancer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he, he's made a very good life out of being Bez. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, it, what? 
the rock band Fucking Mondays and Black Grey and play the maracas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. just show riders, mate. It, yeah, I don't know. It just again, th- this is a show that's kind of like seemingly proving that I'm just getting older more than many maybe any show we've done before. But it's just like I look at what the Happy Mondays are doing, and it's just like I don't think it's funny. They're just fucking twats. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they are. They're just they're just knobheads. Like just. Oh, I mean Tony Wilson, like not not a perfect guy, but just the fact that they put they did all that kind of shit to him, like when okay, where's well, a good place to record to like get clean Barbados, and then what do they do? They just go over there and fucking do crack for the entire time, and then give him a master tape after basically shooting at him. That's not got any vocals. I like it, it's. And it's like, I think to some people that's funny, but it just, what the fuck, man? And I mean, like, and Sean Ryder now, he's basically a joke, isn't he? Like, Bez, like, it, like it, 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 with Bez, it was kind of always like he kind of knew what he was almost and just had fun with that and fair enough. But it's like, no one will remember Sean Ryder in the grand scheme of things. He, he, he's, he's tried to reinvent himself as a little bit like a, a Shane McGowan kind of character. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that he, he's a very much reformed drug addict who tries to talk about... He, he, he's trying to go, do you know what? Yeah, I am this really... You know, I'm all about the music and all this lot. And you kind of look at it going, don't want to buy it, though, to be honest. Mm. You know, and it, it's... It's a little bit like that. You look at it going, you you were a, a tit who was in a couple of bands that were one that was really popular and one that kind of rode the crest of a wave a little bit. I mean, Black Great were, were not a great band. <laughs> um, and I saw Black Great not too long ago, a couple of years ago, and they were shit. Like, properly shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was just embarrassing watching them. Because it, it, it was just, it was nonsense. Mm. Um, and I remember seeing Black Grape when they were around and going, it's fun. Mm. It, 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 it was fun, it was different. They were a little bit, they were almost like the mad uncle of Britpop. So Black Grape were what Sean Ryder did after? Yeah, they, 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 they were his Britpop era band. I think he formed in like 94 or something like that. Right. Um, Partially, a lot of the same members as the Happy Mondays. It was just the Happy Mondays as a band and business were in a lot of debt, sort of right off. They just formed Black Grey. It was a rebranding. Yeah, it was almost like a rebranding, yeah, certainly, yeah. 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 Um, and did a couple of albums. Um, Reverend Black Grey was the what is album, which is a, a decent enough album. Yeah. Um, but when you listen to it, 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 it it's, it's one of those weird ones, Sean Ryder. When he gets it right, there are there are really he's a really interesting artist. But if you were to put out fifty songs of Sean Ryder, two of them might have got it right. Mm. And the other forty will be absolute fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. It's that he's 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 hit rate. You don't really get that. His hit rate is really low. Vibe at all off this movie. No, I, I, 
I don't think they sell enough of the music at all in this movie. The movie about the music, where the music gets absolutely lost. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. A little bit on that, yeah. I think, I think it's spot on right there, actually, yeah. They don't seem to actually focus ever in on any of the actual... how good some of these bands were. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, don't have much more to say. <laughs> no, I don't. It's definitely not shit. I, I yeah. don't know if you've ever watched this guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely not shit. I just, I, like I say, I wish I'd known more about the whole thing it was about to then catch some of the references, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's that's a fair point. When the film came out, I think the people watching it would have kind of known the context, but... It all it does it does seem to assume you know an awful lot of stuff. Mm. Um, and I mean, like the whole kind of like Tony Wilson saying that Sean Ryder is like one of the the great poets. It's like, what the fuck is is that actually based on anything? Because if it is, you probably need to be providing a bit more within the film. Um, Tony Wilson literally did use to say that to people. But that, that's the thing. It's like, is that just based on nothing? Is that just a thing he said? Because it's not... The film doesn't exactly present a compelling argument towards that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. It doesn't at all. <laughs> um, it's, it's not a perfect film. Without but I don't, again, I don't think Michael Hall ever makes perfect movies. Mm. I think there's, there's always something in his movies that just kind of like feels off-kilter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not shit, though. You're definitely not shit? Yeah, definitely not shit. Cool. We do have a question. You know, just just before we go off onto that, you know one thing in the movie, like, um, it's with, he starts seeing Miss UK, Yvette, and he's like, oh, I'm still with her, obviously, at the time of the filmmaking. He was with her until he died. Yeah. Aww. Yes, one question. Uh, Rick Kidd, uh, Rick J. Kidd. Uh, what films are you most looking forward to in 2020? For me, it's Tenor, No Time to Die, and you. Pretty fucking solid list, that, to be fair. I might just copy that. Yeah, like, yeah, Tenet is my is my one, in all fairness. Yeah, um, that's the biggie. Yeah, like, huge, huge. Um, beyond that, I mean... You think of like films towards the end of the year, and I, I can't really think of what's even out. Like Christmas, there's no, there's no Star Wars, Avatars, not this year. You know what are the award season ones going to be? What I mean, actually, I will say the French Dispatch, the new Wes Anderson film. Um, really looking forward to that. It's just a shame it's a not four hours long as it was rumored it was going to be. Uh, I I would have watched that. Um. Yeah, but Tenet in the French Dispatch, and, and and to be fair, No Time to Die for me. Just with ones that are coming soon, there's there's quite a few that I'm really looking forward to. Obviously, Tenet's not super soon, is it? But it's it's within the realms of being able to look forward to. I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to seeing Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, Antebellum, I'm looking forward to. And oh, what's that? Fucking Kirsten Stewart one that's coming out. I'm quite looking forward to that as well. Uh, Underwater. Under yeah. Yeah. Uh, Queen and Slim. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to not having to watch the trailer for it anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, and ones that 
billions of people have already seen. Um, obviously, things like Uncut Gems, folks finally seeing. Next week. Next week. Um, the Lighthouse. Yep. Farewell. Yeah, The Lighthouse was in my top five most anticipated of last year, so I, d- I didn't think I should mention it. But yeah, we'll be reviewing that next week, eh? So. Yeah, uh, Tenor uh, for me, uh, obviously. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, I'm probably seeing your, your Woman. Those look good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very much a, a Martin movie, that, isn't it? It mm. very much is a Martin movie, that, yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fucking really good. That's not the one we Indeed. Have really have to watch the Fuck Box. Highlights. Highlights, yeah. Yeah. Honest, has that been released? Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 I think it's on it's on one of the streaming of services. It's definitely it's definitely available. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, that was that was our show. Uh, episode three hundred and thirty-two. <laughs> yes, back in right this time. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening guys um oh baby horses yes so go that, you know that advert the um the lloyd's bank advert that i'm assuming they show it in all city worlds they show it in ours where there's the big horse and then there's the little horse and they have to travel to meet the herd of horses sure yeah so we watched that and that was like what i was like well it's like a, a mother horse and like it's foal going to meet like the rest of the herd, that's not what baby horses look like. Well, no, it is now. No, that's that's like a small horse. It's a pony. Baby horses aren't born like fully formed like that. How do you think they're born then, Ma? Well, like, it's like running and stuff, so it, it can't be a baby horse. Like you can tell that it's like it's a foal because like it's got a really short mane and tail. They've just cut its hair. It's just a small horse. Baby horses aren't <laughs> like that. Baby horses like that don't exist. Matt doesn't believe in baby horses. What do you have to say in, in repost, Mark? I've never seen a baby horse. I pointed them out to you. They're just small horses. They are not. I'm pretty sure they are. But, but people can be small and be babies. <laughs> babies can't walk. Yeah, but... but Fucking hell. Like, other oh, how animals. How do you compute lambs, Mark? Other what? animals develop just, differently. It just. I just. You don't see them in the wild. They keep them somewhere and then just bring them out fully formed. No. I just don't think you see baby horses. So hang on. When horses are born, do you not think they're. They're babies. I just haven't quite worked out what, what happens there In yet. In response to, so what do you think they are like when they're born? The answer was, I've never really thought about it. Nope, I haven't. Don't see why I need to. I've got too much else going on. Well, the concept of them just being a smaller version of adult horses, in much the same way that baby humans are a smaller version of adult humans, just couldn't, couldn't get through your head that, could you? I still can't. I just can't work the science out of it. I even, I even like, you Googled it and showed him to You can't him. work out the science. <laughs> I just, I can't, I, it doesn't, I can't picture it. 
I mean, it's literally there on screen. That's just... just a small horse. It's not but a they, small they... horse. It's a small horse. It's a baby horse. That's not a baby horse. It's a small horse. I mean, granted, you don't have toddler horses and you don't have teenage horses, but they're very human things. I just don't see it. Yeah, you don't get, like, a stroppy teenage horse. What, I, I bet you, you you might do. You can go through an emo phase. I don't know. I reckon horses won't let them have emo phase. Yeah, te- teenage horses could be right cunt specs, to be fair. Yeah. If, if there's an animal out there that would be an emo, it would be a horse. Well, we do already have three. Yeah, so. they're the most emo-looking motherfuckers out there. But like a toddler horse, that sounds fucking terrifying. Well, that'd just be like a yearling. A what? A year-old a, a year old horse is called a yearling. Fuck off. No, it's not. You're taking a piss at me now. It fucking is. A, a year-old horse is called a yearling. Yes. Like when I had my beard and I called it a year because I've had it a year. I mean, that was and you say it was stupid, yeah. But a year and that's fine. Yearling, noun, an animal, especially a sheep, calf or foal that is a year old. Damn. Black off. I'm going to find a picture of a baby horse and blow your mind. Yeah, you've tried before, they're just small horses. Do you not really confuse him? Mm. Have you heard of a breed of horse called a Falabella? I can't say I have, but okay. I found a, so basically they're, they're miniature horses. And I found okay. A Falabella foal and showed him that, and that really fucking confused him. About the size of a couldn't be toy. <laughs> nah. What's that? It's a, a foal, Mark. The baby horse. See, that's the mummy horse there on that bit. Yeah. And then that's the baby horse. That's a dog in a wig. It's not. <laughs> that's a fucking dog in a wig. It's not. Dog in a wig. So yeah, Matt doesn't believe in baby horses. No, I, just, I don't believe in them. I'm just not sure about them yet. Very strange. I disagree with you. I mean, you're incorrect. No. I'm always correct. I always come correct. I mean, that's not true. Yeah. You don't believe in baby horses or causing your eyes to go to sleep. The eyes thing still. I still don't agree with you on that one. Um, where can they listen to people? People can listen to more of us, Becky. Everywhere. For two dollars a month. Oh, yeah, that's a baby horse. That's a baby Falabella horse. That's a lovely horse. That is a baby horse. That's a donkey. That is not a donkey. That's a small donkey. Not that until this one was long. Oh. Yeah, that's an actual normal sized horse's head. That's it? not. Oh my that's God. just further away than that is. <laughs> you are stupid. I love you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. And on that, what are we covering next week, Ian? That was very sweet. You're a fucking idiot. Um. <laughs> So I, I, I have a feeling it will be the lighthouse and a beautiful day in the neighbourhood. Woo! Yep. Finally. Really looking forward to that. That's going to be a cracking show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm looking forward to... Two, I'm assuming, very different movies. Uh, yeah. 
there's a lot I'm looking forward to about the lighthouse, and a lot that's making me go. Yeah. I'm expecting it to fully batshit. Um, a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm looking forward to watching what I, I, I've been led to believe is just a really nice film. That's yeah. That's the thing. It's apparently just lovely. Yeah. There's it, not it, much more to it than that, but it's lovely. Yeah. If I watch that and I sting the tail, then that might be it for me. Do you, yeah. do you remember like when the first word of it came out and everyone was like, fucking hell, they better not be trying to do an expose of Mr. Rogers, I'm going to riot. <laughs> yeah, and then it's come out. And then that, it's come out that, no, it's that, a really nice But they did try to do an expose of Mr. Rogers and just found out that he was a really nice man. Not really yeah. Nice, yeah. Oh, Tom Hanks in that red sweater. Oh, I'm kind of excited. That does that. feel like the film I need right now. <laughs> yeah. I think we're also watching the unlimited screen of greed. We are indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I might. I might get to that. It kind of depends on um, my my work schedule this week. We might try and take in the last ten minutes of turning. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to. Uh, you should. You should just go one night and just say, look, we were here when the alarm went off on Saturday. Would you mind if we just went in for the last twenty minutes? I think, yeah. we're, I think we're just going to do that, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Becky Mason, like some free coffees. Well, the man outside said we could have some. I don't think he did say we could have some. He kind of, you said, maybe like some free coffees or something like that when he offered us free tickets. And, and he we, laughed and walked away. And we said, <laughs> and we said um, well, we're unlimited, so that doesn't really help us that much. <laughs> and then we went inside, didn't we? And the, the man on the coffee bit was like, oh, um, if it was up to me, I'd just do it, and, and but I'll have to get it authorised by a manager to put it through the till of the screen. And I said, well, or you could just do it as wastage, couldn't you, and just pretend it spilt them. And he was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do that. <laughs> that guy's a hero. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is, um, I, I, I thought the City World staff dealt with it really quite well. Because it was, it, it was a really odd situation. They dealt with it well while dealing with it badly. Oh, yeah. The, the ways they were dealing with it badly were clearly because they'd not been shown what to yeah. do. Yeah, if, 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 if you were to mark them on safety and what is it, and sort of like from a business level, you'd go, we need to improve massively mm. on, on that. On a personal level as well, where they dealt with it in terms of actual people to people, I thought it was, they were felt with it really well by basically just saying, look, I'll be honest, we don't know what went on. We're supposed to get an alarm that goes off with us so we can prepare and then the other alarm goes off and just that our first alarm failed and so the other alarm just went off. <laughs> did, did, did you ever find out what it actually was for though? I actually asked the coffee man and, and I was like, something just tripped it and he was like, well, it's a really sophisticated system, so there's not really anything that could just accidentally trip it. So, don't really we know. Don't, yeah, yeah, we're like, we just don't know what's happened. You left it going, is there, is there a fire raging somewhere that they've just not found? Or? And then the, the movie didn't start for, for grudge like 40 minutes late. Did uh, they take off the ads in the trailers at least? They did, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. The security guy came in and said, Thank you very much, everyone, for your patience. The movie's going to start in about a minute, hopefully. No, hopefully this one works. Hopefully this one works. So obviously there was problems in other screenings. To, to, I mean, to be fair, it was good of them to cut the ads and trailers at least, because, you know, it does it does save you a bit of time. It's just un- unfortunate it was for the fucking grudge. 
<laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of that. Mm. I went to this is how much I disliked the grudge. I went to the toilet twice. <laughs> twice. It was twice. Mm. Yeah, you, you broke your cinema rule, didn't you? I broke my cinema rule. Two, two cinema rules. Two cinema rules. doesn't have liquid if you know there's going to the cinema, which is very unhealthy for the entire day. No, for two hours beforehand. No, for five hours beforehand, but the entire day, if you don't really, 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 really want to sit. Which is just unhealthy. And he absolutely won't drink alcohol if he's going to the cinema, under normal circumstances. Obviously, it's different when we meet up, but... Yeah, we went for a couple of pints between <laughs> between the fire alarm and the grudge, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Well, if I think two peas is allowed during the grudge. You didn't miss out, Pivotal. No. I didn't. I didn't at all. Right. And that's our show, then. I think it is. Yes. Goodbye, good people. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go play Doom. <laughs> I will go and re-download it now. Fucking better ad. <laughs> Speak to you soon, man. Bye. Bye.
Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.